welcome to The Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today, we are bringing you the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Welcome back to Cobalt Press. We're back here today for another episode of The World Tree Burns. And we have the full crew minus uh, Simply Jackson, who we're waiting on today. We're expecting her, I believe. Uh, so hopefully Tilly will show up uh, in the next few minutes or so. We wanted to make sure we went live to get the show started today. So let's get around the cast and crew minus us, who we are, who we're going to be playing tonight. And let's start with our dungeon master, the inimitable Dan Dillon. How you doing, my friend? I am wonderful, thank you. How are you today? I am very, very tired, it has to be said. There might be slightly grouchy Riodan today. <laughs> Grumpy Riodan is best Riodan. Uh, yeah, so hi, I'm Dan Dillon, everybody. I'm going to be our dungeon master this evening in the world of Midgard from Cobalt Press. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play some D&D. I, I look forward to this, and it bums me out anytime it doesn't work out. So we're here, and I'm delighted. Ha-ha! Fantastic. And of course, it wouldn't be the World Tree Burns if we went for McLoke and Hayden, my friend. Hello, I was trying to summon, uh, summon Simply uh, through Twitter. Uh, so, <laughs> hello. I uh, I am super excited about today. Uh, I have an idea. There is a cat next to me. Uh, he will be playing Puff Puff. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, today I'm playing our lovable gnome ranger, who uh, is always doing the best interest of everyone, and uh, they don't need to question his, uh, his uh, ethics at all. Not one bit. All right. <laughs> Not one little bit. Uh, Scalabuff, how are you doing today? Better when, once I unmute my mic. I am well. <laughs> I, am, uh, I always look forward to this every week. I'm perplexed by what's happening on McLaughlin's camera. <laughs> what, is, what is going on over there? An amazing feather duster. Uh, I am playing Rowan, the Ravenfolk cleric of Wotan, who has uh, needs to get Landis uh, to do some talking. He's got some explaining to do. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Speaking of which, Bertie, how are you doing today? I, I'm okay. I'm rushing around like a bad person because I remembered like three seconds before the stream was starting that all of my D&D stuff was downstairs because I've been playing D&D downstairs and so I had to run, go get it. And I think I have everything. So I'm a little flustered. I'm sorry. Um, and I really don't understand what Rowan's obsession is with Landis. Okay. He's just, he just you doesn't want to talk about it. Are killed again. Everybody <laughs> has literally almost died every day we've been together. Why are you focusing on this one part? <laughs> uh, anyways, I am Bertie. <laughs> I'm Bertie, aka the Bertie Saurus, and I am playing Landis, a Gearforged Warlock, who has with him a little buddy named Edwin. It's his little imp friend, played wonderfully by our Dungeon Master Dan. Also, hi, Rocket! <laughs> I made oh. an amazing meme about, about Edwin last week. I'm still very proud. I liked it. it was good, good stuff. Uh, what am I saying? Oh, yes, I'll be playing Ryudan today. He is a Dampier cleric. 
Um, and he's he's ready to get back on the party boat, man. He's been he's been missing this boat. It's his favorite place. Uh, and maybe we'll rock up into a new town or city sometime soon, and Rear Dan can get off the road. He really doesn't like traveling, but the boat at least you can travel in style. You know, you can have your own cabin. There's a lot of rum on board, and uh, not many responsibilities. So he's looking forward to getting back into the action today. Um, but I'll hand over to Dan to remind us what happened sort of last week on the show and uh, take us into tonight's episode of The World Tree Burns. Right, right. So uh, so last time we had a um, uh, just sort of a, a great deal of planning and discussion and then execution of a flawless, uh, <laughs> flawless series of events to retrieve not only Cloak's beloved uh, magical bag, his handy haversack, but also a bunch of other treasures from uh, the the goblin and giant bandit cave uh, after vanquishing the war boss of that particular band and uh, managing to not have their Ravenfolk cleric speared to death and squished by a, uh, a very angry hill giant. So good on you. Uh, when we last left off, you had just returned back to the ship. So you're aboard the Sinful Princess. Uh, anchor has been weighed and the ship is back underway, headed north, away from this hellhole where so much death and destruction born of giants and trolls and goblins and ogres has been wrought. Uh, and you have uh, forced the lock on one of the treasure chests that you recovered from the lair, in addition to a whole bunch of random gemstones and coin and treasures and all of that. Uh, you bust this chest open and down inside of it, it is full of these heavy bars smelted but not yet worked into any final form of the very rare magical metal known as adamantine. It's a very dark, almost black metal with these star-like silvery white flecks running through it. Uh, and as a, a brief reminder, uh, Cloak wears a chain shirt made of adamantine links. And uh, recently, I believe Rowan has the magical adamantine tipped spear that the goblin warlord was using. I believe you have claimed it after it was sunk into your guts. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Whoever's got uh, blood on its owns it now. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever dies on the weapon gets to claim it. Uh, and so that is where we pick up. Um, I don't know if you had any particular discussion or anything you all wanted to cover in the immediate aftermath uh, or, uh, you know, grab yourselves a nice long rest. I am uh, need to find my bunk, I need to get a drink, I need to um, relax, quite frankly, from the dirt of being on, uh, on the road again <clears throat> um, and fighting in that valiant battle uh, we fought that I was always behind. Um, and now we can enjoy the spoils of our victory, which I also endorsed. So uh, anyone for a drink and a, a rest? Just me? All right, bye. Oh, oh. But you didn't do anything. <laughs> He's like shaking hands with the crew, man. He's like already on the rum uh, right. uh, barrel. <laughs> My last year's done, but you didn't do anything. <laughs> right, so uh, as you all make your way back onto the ship, the uh, the rowboat is hoisted up into its uh, hoisted up and stowed. Um, everyone is just sort of drifting about to where they need to be. They uh, the sailors actually have drinks ready and waiting for you, given that this was a harrowing couple of days, and they have kind of picked up bits and pieces of what you will all have been about while you were ashore. Uh, and so there is in fact a large 
tankard of rum waiting for you as you start to make your way through the sailors uh, looking for your place of respite. It is brought directly to you. Look, everyone. They bring you rum here. <laughs> These are very good crew. I'm glad we didn't kill them all like Cloak had suggested. In that... Don't in that, say oh, that. Not that we'd ever... Not that Cloak ever suggested that. That was, uh, that was well... Uh, did that guy die? Does anybody know how he's doing? Did you fix him, Rowan? <laughs> I don't remember. I was distracted. Do I look like I can be in two places at once? Did that guy I don't know. I was just wondering if he is dead no. or not. Like, did you ask about him when we got back? It's a fair question. I've only just gotten back. I also don't know and forgot. You can also like talk just... with your mind, so I thought maybe you'd done some of that. Listen, can you stop it with the attitude? Like, we're all alive and okay, and we have a lot of money now, okay? I I'm... am stressed as well. I'm flattered, but you, you greatly overestimate my abilities. <laughs> okay, does anyone on this boat know if that guy died? <laughs> let, me ask, let, let me ask Kaja. Right. Uh, so you can um, either catch one of the nearby sailors who were just uh, filling Riodan's tanks with uh, with grog, because it is not just rum. It is it is uh, rum with fruit chunks and and citrus kind of fruit mash in it as well. So it is tastier and keeps your teeth from falling out. So that's nice. Is um, it tastier? Eh, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. It's not what I ordered. <laughs> it, it is strong. Uh, right, so some of the sailors will, um, let's see, I mean, who's nearby? Any number of the sailors are nearby. Or you said, uh, Rowan, you wanted to go find Kaja? Yes. Yeah, that's no problem. So uh, you head down below decks, probably in the wake of Riodan, as he's uh, expanding on his heroics to anyone who will listen, which is everybody in the immediate vicinity. Uh, you make your way down. Um, That's when that I draw the, up my master plan. <laughs> <laughs> you see that the uh, impromptu surgery that uh, Kaja had had to make use of to deal with Tam's grievous injuries uh, has been sort of disassembled. The table has been moved away. You can see that there are um, new... They've been cleaned up, but that only goes so far. The stains have soaked into the wood, these dark stains around where the table was, where he was being worked on. Um, so it doesn't take you long to find where uh, he is essentially in uh, his hammock, his bunk, um, and convalescing. He is lying there, uh, wrapped in blankets. You can see the stump of his arm wrapped tightly in bandages. Uh, and it looks like they have been relatively freshly changed. They're, they're clean, uh, clean, sort of gleaming white linen, um, no sign of blood or anything leaking through them, which is good for the moment, at least. Um, he is ashen pale. Uh, it's just kind of very stark relief in the dim, um, kind of, uh, it's like candle lantern lit hold of the ship. Uh, and you can see that Kaja is sitting nearby on a, on a footlocker. Um, and she is sort of um, holding a, a book or a journal open in her lap and is uh, writing currently. Is he okay? So she, uh, she looks up as you approach and, uh, and smiles. 
She is, um, she looks tired and drawn. Uh, her hair is pulled back to get out of her way. It looks like she hasn't, uh, probably hasn't cleaned up in a while. Uh, but she nods once and says, for the moment, he's, he's all right. Um, as long as we can keep him from uh, taking fever, um, he should live. He's damn lucky. Okay. Me? Oh, um, yes, I'm fine. Tired, uh, but fine. I'll be happy to be away from here. Well, the good news is that we will be setting off soon. We've caused enough chaos and damage. Hmm. Well, you do seem to excel at that, don't you? But most of this wasn't your fault. Uh, how did everything go with the, the raiders? Uh, well, there will be some discussions. Uh, we have retrieved uh, Cloak's bag and retrieved treasure as well. Lots of adamantine. That's that's always a positive, I suppose. And uh, and we didn't lose anyone, so... Uh, almost, but not quite. Well, I'm very glad we didn't. Uh, Tam, Tam has been Good. in and out of consciousness. Uh, he's sleeping deeply now. I don't want to wake him, but you're welcome to come and check on him anytime. I would... I would have... Uh asked if you wanted to swap for a bit for me to take watch, but I am in dear need of a rest. Oh, please. Take care of yourself, of course. Um, he's out of the woods for the moment, so uh, we can all stand to take a little bit of a rest. And she sort of looks toward uh, the, uh, the area of the ship where she sleeps with this kind of wistful longing. You, you go. I, I will sleep here. And should anything happen, I will be here. You need rest. All right. Just make sure you get the rest you need as well. All right. She uh, she stands up, um, kind of softly snaps her book closed, and uh, places her hand on your your shoulder, gives a little affectionate squeeze, and then wanders off toward her bunk. Before I do sleep, I might just do a check over Tam and make sure everything is fine. Okay. Um, why don't you make me a wisdom medicine check? Yep. Uh, 18. 18. Um, okay, so uh, Kaja's assessment was pretty well spot on. Um, he is stable. He's out of any immediate danger. Uh, the biggest issue is going to be aggravating the wound somehow. Like, if he tried to do anything strenuous, that would be uh, terrible for him and you know, well be life-threatening if, uh, if any of those wounds reopen. Um, and he's probably got terrible internal injuries from his, uh, his broken ribs and everything else that was going on there. Uh, so he needs to stay as still as possible um, for as long as possible, probably a couple of weeks at least. Uh, and other than that, the main issue is going to be infection, so making sure to, to watch his wound and make sure it doesn't begin to fester. Um, and watching for fever is going to be the biggest issues for him. Before I do rest, do I think that using a spell like restora gre Greater Restoration would do anything? 
Um, uh, well, so greater restoration would probably um, give him a measure of his sort of strength and and just sort of physical resolve back. Uh, in game terms, it would remove some exhaustion that he's suffering, which would uh, make him more comfortable, make it less likely that he were to perish if he did take ill or for some other reason gained exhaustion. Uh, so that would definitely help. More of a, a precautionary sort of thing. Uh, as far as actually mending what's wrong with him, you'd really need even more powerful magic than that. Mm. I think she'll take out her holy symbol and sort of hold it over his body and call down the magic so that she can cast that just because she's she does not want to even take the chance. Okay. You, uh, you reach out through your divine connection to Wotan and call down a, a prayer of uh, rejuvenation, restoration, and, uh, and recovery over this poor ailing man. And his, uh, he takes sort of a deep, almost like a cleansing, sighing breath in his sleep and just kind of settles back into his bunk. Doesn't, doesn't wake, but um, seems uh, to breathe a little bit stronger uh, in the wake of it. And then she'll curl up next to the beds to uh, settle down to sleep. Okay. Uh, yep, you can do that, no problem. Make yourself a little pallet or however you want. You can just plop on the, the decks, uh, the, the planks of the deck and, uh, and, and fall asleep. Thankfully, it is not difficult for you to find your rest because you are exhausted given the past couple of days and <laughs> the ordeals that you've that you've, uh, you've dealt with. Um, the rest of you, same thing. Anybody have anything particular you want to do or are you content finding some rest? Uh, Ryodan, you are regaling the uh, the crew who are off duty with the tales of I, your heroism. I big up the tale. It's like 10 times bigger than what actually happened. There were a hundred ogres. And Fantastic. Cloak the <laughs> shadow, they call him. <laughs> He's like drunk and, you know, telling the story. And, and Landis, the expert of robotics <laughs> deceived them all with a spell of witchcraft and wizardry <laughs> and so on and so forth and, and Tilly, you know, like arm wrestled ten ogres to the ground and they, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so they seem to enjoy it quite a bit. Why don't you make me a um, make a charisma performance check? Sure thing. Or deception, your choice. Very <laughs> <laughs> well, save me. Let's see. Uh, it's a twenty-three. Damn. All right. So it's a hell of a yarn. Uh, and whether they fully buy into all the details or not, it seems that the yeah. sailors just love a good story. So they just kind of soak it up. Um, and uh, you know, there are groups of them that'll kind of cycle in and out. So you're sort of telling the the story over time yeah. to this sort of fluid group. One of the the crew, however, is there and just sort of wrapped for the whole thing. And she is leaning forward and has her chin propped on one hand and is uh, just kind of casually sipping grog out of her mug with the other and is just enthralled with your uh, with your tail. And she actually starts piping up for more details here and there. Like you'll you'll make mention of something and then she'll say, mm -hmm. wait, 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 go back. Uh, tell me more about, um, tell me more about that. And, uh, you know, just kind of pick brings out. Brings up all my plot holes. 
No, no, no. It, it doesn't even look like she's picking apart plot holes. Yeah, right, and right. even when you just have to pull something out of your ass to, to cover anything she's talking about, she just eats it up. Um, she asks particularly about the exploits of each of your companions, as well as yourself. She asks for a lot of details on what everyone did, hmm. how their magic, you know, did what it did, all of that stuff. I'll say, my, my good lady, are you uh, perhaps a bard or a lore teller? You seem very interested in these details, which uh, I'd say she, is a um, big, big plus in my book. So she uh, she blushes slightly. Um, she's a human woman, um, probably in her, I don't know, mid, maybe late to mid-30s. Um, she is kind of naturally pale skin, although you can see that um, she's been living a life outdoors for a while, so she's got kind of that weather-beaten look to it. Um, and, but she's one of those people that doesn't really tan, right? So no matter how, how much time she spends outside, she stays with that fair complexion. Um, her hair is kind of this dirty blonde and is just sort of pulled back and bound in a leather, uh, leather cord. And, uh, her mode of dress is actually a bit familiar to you. Not perfectly so, but she's definitely from somewhere in the Blood Kingdom, uh, judging by her, uh, just her style. And she says, well, I, uh... Uh, it would flatter me if, if I was something of that nature. No, no, um, perhaps I would like to be someday, but I, I just mm. enjoy this tale so much. It is one of the reasons I became a sailor, to, to travel to different places, to, to meet and see different people, and, and you and your companions, the, you have done wonderful things. Um, it just sounds so amazing. Well, uh might sound amazing, but in the moment... Uh... Of, of battle, uh, it's, it can be scary at times, if you're not brave, like me and my companions. Uh, she has this kind of wide-eyed quality to her. Not, it, it's, it's not really so much, it doesn't speak of childlike innocence, but it just speaks of this, uh, this wonderment that she has. And she nods emphatically and she says, oh, I, I could only imagine. Um, I, I, I am no adventurer, but uh, I, I have, well, I have been close to battle. And her expression darkens just a little bit. Um, she says, my, my family, uh, we, we were from Krakowa. So uh, when, the, uh, when the Blood King and his forces and, uh, and the Darakul from, from the underground mm. came in, I've, I have seen... Uh, much that there is to be frightened of. So I, I think I have some understanding of what you uh, you and your friends must face. You, you are adventurers, are you not? I suppose so, yes. Adventurers, troubadours, poets. Lovers. I would, I would um, dearly love to hear stories of, uh, of other, other exploits that you have had. Well, I mean, how long do you have? Because me and my companions have gone... Quite some adventures that I've led them on. Uh, I recall well, only recently that I defeated a <sighs> vampire of some renown. That uh, gets her attention. Uh, well, I mean, you already had her attention, but that kind of hooks mm. her in even closer. And she says, wait, a vampire? Really? I'm sorry, oh, yes. who did that? You uh, <laughs> She, uh, so she kind of looks, looks you over a little bit, and she says, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, you are, you are from uh, the, the Blood Kingdom, yes? 
You guessed correctly, yes. She, uh, she nods and she says, so, so you know what it is like to live under that rule. Um, but truly, you, mm. you slew a vampire. Oh, yes. Yes, and many more I will slay in the coming years. Um, it was That's, no small uh, feat, but uh, I accomplished it nonetheless, with a little help from my friends. That must be why you are headed north, then. Are you going back into the Blood Kingdom? <laughs> Reardon thinks. Yes, that is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll go with He's that. all drunk and a little shaky on the details. Yes. <laughs> That's almost certainly what we're Yes, doing. we are going north. How astute of you. <laughs> all right, so, uh, yeah, she will start to basically, leave, uh, yeah, she'll start asking about how, so how did you come to meet uh, these these companions of yours, how did you all come together? Uh, well, that's a story in itself. I was back from one of my many adventures, and I found myself in a tavern. And, I, of course, I had already met Cloak and many others at this time uh, beforehand, but the first time I met my brave companions, Tilly and Rowan, I was just finished a performance at a local tavern. Uh, the crowd gave me a standing ovation, as usual, and I was totally sober at the time as well. And uh, they came up to me and, and I quote, <laughs> and I quote, are you the Riordan? And well, the rest is history, but uh, let's just say they knew that the world needed a hero, and so did I. Uh, so uh, some of the other sailors at this point have started to kind of drift away, wander off, either find their beds or get ready for their, their shift on watch. Um, she does. She shows no sign of getting bored with your stories, or um, and she, you know, starts uh, just kind of conversing with you, um, just talking about places she's seen on the ship, all of that. Uh, so the, I mean, as long as you'll talk to her, she'll probably be content to to be there sounding off of you that's all red ends ever wanted if any of his companions go by he tries to rope them in uh <laughs> and uh and get them get them into the conversation landis landis um remember the time with that guy in the thing in the castle and when i glass was maybe there and yeah, uh, you remember that one we set the castle on fire yeah that was fun yes i mean which yeah Right. So she, uh, mm. yeah, we did that. She tilted her head and says, "Wait, you, you burnt a castle?" Oh yes. I mean, just a little bit. It was like just the inside part. Well, that's all we saw, but we know that the rest of the castle burned down. Remember that? Oh, no, I think we'd have heard about that like the next day if it had completely burnt down. I think it was still well, there. Was this, was this the same time that you fought the vampire? Well, it was a, 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 it was just after, actually. Uh, after I had defeated really? the vampire. Which, which I don't remember a vampire. I didn't... Well, you weren't there for that bit, Lattice. There, there was a vampire oh. before you showed up. Yeah. Okay. And, Damn. And, uh, and I... Okay. Yeah. I mean, actually, most of the crazy stories happened before you got here. It's oh. weird like that. Wow. What? Okay. Then... See, I mean, dude, there's I mean, definitely no I reason for Rowan to be mad at me. There's no way this is the closest she's ever been to death. <laughs> and I walked definitely angry. Not. <laughs> definitely not. I mean, you, you haven't been here for most of it. I've forgotten that you missed all this crazy, 
all this crazy stuff that Rowan is actually a, a ghost person. I don't remember if you were there for that. And uh, I have Killy walked away. So Riordan is just like talking to the wind now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as Landis goes off and he's just recanting this tale to this girl. <laughs> so, the whole thing. so she kind of she kind of holds up her hand, and uh, and you can see that the palms the uh, of her hands are uh, are worked and calloused, and she's clearly someone who's uh, worked a life of manual labor. Um, and she says, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." You said that Rowan is a ghost. Um, I, I heard something similar not too long ago when uh, the giants attacked the ship. That, uh, really? that Rowan... What did they uh, say? That, that she became like a phantom. And, uh, and that she was uh, helping the captain kill one of the monsters in the water. And then that she helped save Tam's life. That sounds right, actually. That sounds about, I mean, honestly, I'm not sure if any of us really know the details, but I'm pretty sure Rowan is dead, uh, and it has something to do with her god, Wogan. Rogan? Joe <laughs> Wotan. I, I don't remember the name of the god. Wotan. Uh, Wotan. The dear Lord Could Joe be. Rogan. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior Joe Rogan. The dear Lord Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> spicy god. Captain, Captain says uh, the uh, the uh, <laughs> the crew member who's talking to Riodan down below decks right now. It looks like Riodan and this woman are uh, deep into cups of grog and rum at the moment, and are swapping stories. And currently, uh, she's waving you over, and she says, uh, "Riodan was just telling me all about how your friend Rowan is is a ghost. Uh, that that's." That's so amazing. Um, I, I have. I saw that she she saved Tam's life when he was crushed by that boulder, so that uh, so that Madame Kaja could could help him. But uh, you you've adventured with her the longest, yes. Uh, I uh, there's this one time I literally saw her take the teeth out of her foe when she was completely enraged. So don't don't mess with ghosts is all I'll say. Uh, definitely not the lane you want to go down. She's great. She's a great company, but maybe on the friendly side, you know. I, I, I will do my best not to make her my enemy. Uh, she sounds quite <laughs> fearsome. Um, but she's also so quite she, uh, lovely. I mean, she's, she's definitely invested in getting to know who everybody is, taking care of everybody. She's almost like a motherly type. Kind of like motherly or family type, you know? Kind of like grandmotherly type, I guess you could say that, maybe. Iden yeah, leans I in and kind of beckons you closer. She drops her voice a little bit and she says, uh, so since the giant attack and the, the rumors have started to spread about some of her stranger powers and that she might be a ghost, some of the other crew are uneasy around her. Um, just some things that you might want to be aware of. Uh, oh, I'm uneasy around her. I think we all be, are. Sometimes sailors can be very superstitious. Um, just something to, to keep I mean, I have to say, I have to say this as well. There has been many an occasion where Rowan has tried to get me to take drugs. And, uh, well, you know, I'm just saying... You clearly I'm... didn't have a problem with that on your own for a while, but you're fine now, right? That's right. I, that's right. Exactly like Tilly said. Well done. <laughs> well done. Great, great. Uh, I don't. I know that there might be a little bit of superstition about, but um, 
she's not exactly the haunty ghost. If, if, I mean, if 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 that is quite exactly what she is, I don't know. She's always just been a friend to me. Never seemed to cause me any bad luck. And then, I mean, but if they want to come talk to me as a captain, if they're com completely uncomfortable, I don't mind hearing them out individually if they'd like. I just, you know, if I, I I don't I don't want them to think that this is an excuse to essentially slack off on any measures. And if they need reassurance i'll be there to hear them out either way i i don't think that would be any kind of problem i just I, i've heard a few things here and there um and i know i i have seen some sailors uh overreact for far less um just it's something you, you should keep an eye on just in case um i i haven't heard anything that makes me terribly worried but uh, better safe than sorry Yes. Oh, speaking of, of, of rumors, uh, what's all the gossip on the ship? You know, who's the weird one, who slept with who, etc. I want to know everything. <laughs> well, if you want to start talking about... Uh, and she kind of leans in and starts just, like, running through anything that she's collected or heard. or uh, And starts telling stories about ridiculous shit that some of the crew have gotten up to. Uh, and so, you know, Riodan will be enthralled for the rest of the evening for sure. Oh, yes. Very good. Very good. I need to know all of the gossip on the crew. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Including that Minotaur. Ooh, Ayas. He's, uh, he's an interesting one. I haven't, I haven't sailed with many of the, the people from Kyprion, but uh, they, are, they have a reputation uh, for being terribly fearsome corsairs and sailors and uh, very cutthroat on the waves. I, I believe that their people are some of the most uh, on the front lines with the, the Dragon Empire at the moment. Interesting, I guess. I mean, we'll talk again. He's already right. We've got to find Rowan about the ghost thing uh, so everyone knows about the whole ghost thing. Uh, we can sort it out, put it to bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Still got she, she just kind of like pats your arm. Yes. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. What was your name again? Um, I remember. Aiden. Just... Aiden. My name is Aiden. Aiden. That's what I thought it was. Except backwards. <laughs> right. I'm off. We'll do this again sometime. I would love that. And she kind of just sort of waves you off, shakes her head laughing, and uh, finishes her drink and then goes about her business. What's Robin! Cloak going to do? <laughs> well, Cloak uh, has been uh, basically uh, he found a cat and he's just petting it. Now, no, he's um, what time is it? Uh, late at night, right? Oh, it's late at night. Yeah, it's you. Uh, he went to bed. He was just like he held that fucking treasure chest, uh, and he had a lot of excitement, and he's just emotionally tired. Uh, and he went to go, he's going down to like the main cargo hold and like kind of like making up his bed right now. Okay, okay no problem. Uh, yeah, so you all can can uh, catch up on rest. If anyone has anything else you want to worry about right now, that's fine. Otherwise, we can just kind of move forward. Good. All right. So you all, uh, you all get a restful uh, night's sleep. Your watches um, 
you know, the, the ship's watches pass uneventfully. You're not assaulted or accosted. Uh, those of you who are awake, you can hear every now and then um, the sailors on deck hailing another passing boat, um, but nothing really ever comes of it. All very business as usual. So when uh, dawn breaks the next morning, um, you uh, wake refreshed. Um, Rowan, you might have a little bit of a crick in your neck from sleeping on the floor, although you tend to sleep not on uh, comfortable places anyway, don't you? Isn't that kind of your norm, sleeping on the mm. floor and the like? Yeah, okay, yep. so you're, you're plenty used to it. No, no big deal. She's hunched up enough and, already. Yeah. Raiden, like, so pa Raiden passed out on the floor, like, somewhere near, and that's as far as he got. <laughs> like, in his armor. Didn't get, didn't get all of his armor off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's gonna wake up smelling <laughs> like old iron Do, do I just find him, like, face-planted in the doorway near me? Probably, yeah, probably, probably, probably the door half yeah. shot in his face. Yeah. <sighs> all right. So, uh, you all pull yourselves together in the morning. Um, a quick check of the status of everything, Tilly, lets you know that uh, in the next few hours you'll be putting into Canton Grissel. Uh, and I know that you, uh, so you all have some business to accomplish there. Um, question. What is the plan for that chest full of adamantine? Do you guys have any thoughts or anything about that at the moment? Painting Gladys. Uh, well, I think we I have a, a we have a large order of ore, right? Iron or iron ore? We essentially, do. That we have five hundred uh, gold worth of assorted ores. I think assorted yep. or one kind. Yeah. Okay, and iron, iron uh, we have okay. Iron and copper, and we have this chest, which I believe we need to be very careful with, crew, because it's obviously stolen. Uh, this is pretty rare to begin with. We stole it again. We don't want to be accused of having originally stolen it and murdering everybody on the boat that it was on. So I think we're going to have to just be really careful about letting go of this one. Maybe selling it in small bits or finding someone on the black market to make it into a shield for us and stuff. Like, is this, are you in character or out of character? Tell me I'm in character. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I need to make sure that, uh, don't I normally uh, stamp uh, or mark or that's for specific companies or, um, Regiments or whatnot. Uh, I don't know if there's any identifying um, marks on it. I'm not saying we need to take it or anything. I'm just saying we need to investigate it to see whether it's got. Yeah, can uh... we can we get some out, Dan, and like do a little investigative yeah. work? I assume you're going to do this somewhere relatively private, since you're kind of yes. talking along those lines. So, like in the captain's cabin or uh, or down in the hold when no one else is around, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And where, just for my own edification, where are we storing this chest of adamantine? Uh, the captain's I, quarters. Yeah, I'm not. I was gonna say I'm not sure like where it ended up when we first got on the ship, but I know we definitely at some point would have had it moved to a, or I would have had it moved to a, a more secure location, like captain's quarters. Yeah, we just kind of ended the episode well, when you crow, you crowbarred the chest. Yeah, and uh, when um, <laughs> holy shit, yeah, the captain's quarters though on a ship is that a fairly private place i mean are there always people like coming to bother the captain 
No, it's, no, I mean, okay, it's good. a cabin. It can be closed and locked, that sort of thing. And it's not uncommon okay. for the captain's cabin to be locked when the captain's okay. not in there. They would have so that's to... fine. I just didn't know if it would, uh, like, be safer with in my cabin where no one will come. <laughs> I, either way. But if no one bothers way. the, yeah. No, as long as no one bothers the captain on a regular basis, that's great. Yep, that's fine. Uh, so usually the captain is like out and about um, or is in the place with the door open. So, you know, fine. No problem. Uh, you've had it locked up. So you, you make your way into, into Tilly's cabin and uh, the chest can no longer lock properly as you have ripped that bastard open with a crowbar and your massive, what, 22 strength? <laughs> 23. 23, 23. Uh, so you crank it open, and looking down into it, you pull out one of the uh, one of the ingots. So the metal is comparable to steel in its sort of heft and weight, although maybe just a little bit lighter. It's interesting. Um, you check it over, and there does not seem to be any sort of smelter's mark or foundry's mark on on these, which is maybe a little strange for a metal, uh, a material this precious to not be marked in some way. Does it look like crudely pressed or? Um, no, uh, um, it looks like it was, it was uh, competently um, smelted and then cast into the ingots. Um, but it also, I mean, there's not a whole lot of craftsmanship that goes into that. Um, so these are basically, uh, the ore has been processed and now these are ready to be shaped into other things. I mean, what we could do is take out our shipment of other ore into town, get a good scope and feel of the crowd, or into the, the fort at least, and get a good scope and feel of the uh, bound to be individuals there. as well, and fences if we need to, if it's hot, I'm sure we could find people who would be willing to buy something on the down low, if we're careful about it. Um, I can, can I well, I, I kind of want to uh, make some armor for Puff Puff. Dog armor. I thought Puff Puff had armor. Is it just not as good? It's just iron barding. Oh, okay. I mean, I I personally. No, she has, she has studded leather. She has studded leather. She can't really wear anything heavier than that. Oh, I yeah, want right. to smelt this down and plate Landis. Uh, I cannot wear heavy armor, which is what I assume this would be. I mean, it's not it necessarily wearing equipment. Oh, I mean, we, if you just want to like dip your atom, that's fine yeah. with me. Um, no, I know we talked about possibly giving Rowan a shield, um, but I have a question, Dan. Um, yeah. I, as someone that works regularly with um, precious metals and things like that, would I be able to do any sort of check that would tell me like what the adamantine black market is is like like is this something that people sell in the black market or is it just something that's okay. expensive or uh what is your background i remember what your background is never mind that won't super help here um <laughs> let's uh let's make an intelligence and I'll say investigation, unless you have okay. uh, any other thoughts on a skill that would be more applicable. Mm, but I think that'll come invest probably. Yeah, um, unless you want me to persuade the adamantine into telling me what it is. Um, no, <laughs> I'll do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will do an investigation. That's what you said, right? 
Yes. Okay. Um, no, that's 11. 11. Um, so you actually dealt with mostly legal channels for uh, acquiring your materials and selling your goods. Uh, you, I mean, you were not a criminal or black market um, merchant, right? So your, right. your stuff was all above board. Um, so what you, the, the, you don't know a huge amount about this because there really isn't much call for this in jewelry making. This is definitely okay. more of a hard, um, tough, strong metal used for making things like okay. weapons, armor, maybe some tools, that sort of stuff. Uh, okay. so, so you know that it's definitely very valuable. Um, mm -hmm. and it's rare enough that anyone who has it or moves it that sort of thing would usually be known like who you could go to to get it. Um, okay. Then I will say two things. I'll turn around to... Wait, who's in the room with me? You and Tilly and whoever else would like to be. Cloak. Yeah. Cloak. I mean, everybody can. Is, like, I think Rio did say something earlier. I assumed we were all there. Oh, yeah. No, everybody's <laughs> in there. That's fine. So everybody's in there. Okay. Yeah, Rowan's so, dragged Rio down. Yeah, I'll turn and I'm going to say to everyone, listen, I I work in metals, but I don't work in this kind of metal. They don't use it in jewelry very often. It's, it's not a request I get. I do know that it is perfect for weapons and armor, but I don't know anything about that stuff. And I'm wondering, Rowan, maybe you could contact Paula and see if she can tell us anything about the market for adamantine. Um and aside from that, I know that it's really hard, it's very expensive and it's hard to move it. So uh, I know this seems like a super random attack, but also um, this attack especially seemed like a really random attack, but I'm wondering if these, this group knew for some reason that that adamantine was rolling its way down the river at some point, if someone's tracking it, I don't know. But at least maybe with Paula's help, we can figure out what to do with it next. <laughs> if it, if it, I mean, one idea would be like, if it has been stolen, we might be able to find the original owners and uh, finders fee them back, seeing as we did save it from the ogres. And then we wouldn't be committing a crime per se, we would just be handing it back to them. I mean, I prefer committing crimes, but you know, if we wanted to go the good guy route, I guess we could try and find out who the original owner is. Someone might know. Yeah, with no stamps on it. That's kind of weird, though. It's almost like it was forged uh, or or put into bars quickly. I don't know. Haphazardly? With the purpose of moving it uh, silently and without notice? It's just weird. Is it possible that it's, like, illegal? Or... To your knowledge, Landis, this metal isn't illegal per se. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it, it's just it's just really expensive. Um, it's expensive and it's rare and it's very very strong. So mm -hmm. um, it's just hard to get your hands yeah, on it, probably. So it's, it's yeah. difficult to get a hold of. Yeah, in fact, um, <laughs> even finding it in a mining context is a little bit more rare. Usually, you find it when it falls in rocks from the sky. People will find oh, it. Oh, what about our what about our friends at the Black Shields? Would it be worth contacting them, or is that too dangerous? Because they would certainly know about I mean, this stuff. Are you sure you want to amount of anyone in Sobek? Well, I mean, they probably have clans everywhere, right? An organization like that. 
But you're right. I mean, it might lead back. It's just one thought I just had. Yeah, I don't know. It's not illegal. It definitely is legal. It's just extremely expensive. It's hard to get your hands on. And generally, it just falls from the sky. So, like, you can't even look for it. Well, so clearly it's in this amount of quantity, someone went to a lot of work. Yeah. They did. And to so, not put your yeah. not put your stamp on it, knowing how expensive this is and hard to get, I, that's what's bothering me. It, I mean, it could be thieves. You know, it, it's not illegal, but it's a commodity. A lot of people want it. It's worth a lot if you control all of its distribution in an area. So mm -hmm. that's one possibility, I suppose. Yep, it's possible it could have been stolen or smuggled. Um, it could be that someone is just trying to move it without it being noticed, that sort of thing. Uh, and I, it's been a long time, so I'll go ahead and throw a, a refresher that when you found that barge that had been sunk by the giants, you found traces of adamantine in one of the crates there. Yeah. Uh, and there was no sign of that on that ship's manifest in its in its ledgers. So it was right. definitely being moved um, under the table. Do I know anything about like shipping and taxes? I mean, would someone possibly have been moving yeah, it around they, to avoid tax on it or something? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That is definitely a possibility. Well, it's possible that <laughs> I say the same thing to the group. <laughs> I'll Do we still have that ship log? <laughs> Do we still have that ship log that we found in the barge? If one of you wanted to grab it, sure. Um, it was waterlogged and mostly destroyed. So only some of the more recent stuff was was uh, legible anymore. Um, okay. What we could do is I could put the um, items in my bag, the ores, and that way. Um, if we can find someone who can make this stuff or um, find someone to buy it. Um, Maybe, but Rowan, do you want to try reaching out to Paula? Do you guys think that's a good idea? Just to get, I mean, she's not going to like rat on us or anything. I trust her trusted. more than anyone else. And she also doesn't I don't think Paula will betray us for anybody in Zulbeck. And I definitely think you talking to her over saving Baldwin is smarter because somebody could trace Baldwin back. So, all right, I can I can contact her. So, what would you like me to ask her? Oh, well, we can't gosh. take it back to Zulbeck um, to have it worked on. But does she have any contacts? Mm -hmm. You think, Landis? Well, yeah. Tell her. Tell her. Found adamantine. No smelters mark. I'm trying to count myself. Um, hmm. What do? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then whatever Rowan other is... words you guys want to add. <laughs> Rowan will will start sending the message of. Where uh, is those things? Hi, hi, Paula. Found adamantine. No smelters mark. What do you think? Also, have there been any updates from Zobek about us? Man, we only call All over right. one something. I feel bad about this. <laughs> Out of character. Riedan feels great about it in character. <laughs> you also add, also, how are you? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> P.S. How are you? <laughs> uh, okay, so you asked about what to do with 
anonymous adamantine. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the deal with you guys being wanted? <laughs> and how is she? All right. Um... <clears throat> XOXO. How's it going? How's your love life? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> we don't know that. No, no, just so we can get some intel for Tilly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> are you miserable? <laughs> Have you met any uh, lady blacksmiths around these parts? <laughs> also, Rowan's keeping her distance from Landis at the moment. It's what you wanted. You're right, you're right. Oh. <laughs> so don't give me but that look, Misty. But, but Landis would prefer that it was Landis's decision. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> oh, Rowan, remind me to tell you about the ghost thing that everyone's talking about. about everyone's talking the about what's now? Uh, afterwards. Oh, excuse me? Oh, the what's the now? Going around, everyone thinks you're weird because of the ghost thing, but don't worry about it. I've got it totally under control. I'll tell you later. All right. Okay. So uh, after you send your message, right about the time that, that you're that's thinking about, that's uh, Redan for we need to talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you uh, you feel that telepathic that that bridge open between you and um, and Paula, and you hear her sort of deep voice kind of resonate across your mind. Be careful. Someone will miss that. Very valuable. Can try to sell or find someone to work. Cloak, Glaz, Riordan, Tilly, and you are outlaws. And then the that that's twenty-five words message ends. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. I'm an outlaw. <laughs> Hello, <lava. laughs> uh, so we need to find something to do with this adamantine as soon as possible. Either sell it somewhere on the down low or find someone to work it. It will be dearly missed. We must do something with it. Also, we're still outlawed. So that's fine. All, all, all it's fine. Glass, Riodan, Cloak, Tilly, and I. It, there was no mention oh. of Landis, right? Oh, interesting. There was no, there was no mention of Landis. <gasps> oh, good. Okay, guys. I guess I'm just going to go back home and uh, hang out and uh, 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 take care of my shop and stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm I own sorry. a boat I'm now. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was kidding, too. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I knew that. <laughs> just kidding. They want Landis more than anyone. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just joshing you, you all. I, I own a boat now. I got to stay here and work. And Gray Mark's taking care of my shop. I, I don't trust him as far as I could throw him, but I also don't think he would just like, I don't know, burn my shop down, for the hell of it. So. Some of those things Ooh, might burn be it true. down. That's his shop. That's valuable. Exactly. Yeah. He, he thinks Pretty it's his now, so he's not going to destroy it. The scene just goes over to Great Mark and he's sitting in front of Landon. He's a little, a little match in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's that picture of the girl in front of the burning house. Yeah. 
Totally. Buy me another business to burn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm going to become a seed. I'm going to become a ski baron and and take that shot back. So, I'm not I'm not so worried about it right now. I'm going to make some money here on the water. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, as Sorry. you all are kind of debating that, um uh let's see. Uh Edwin sort of peeks up out of the corner where he was lurking. Uh, and he says, well, all right, so you're moving a bunch of stolen stuff, right? Apparently so. I mean, we're currently moving on the boat. I don't know what we're going to do with it. He, he kind of sighs a little bit and says, you're trying to figure out what to do with some stolen goods. Um, so somebody was already trying to move them north, right? Uh, so chances are... Someone's got a lot of money tied up in this, and they're going to want it. So I kind of like Riodad's idea of finding out who that is and giving them their stuff back. That that smells like you're owed a cut. And then Especially they take all the risk. That cut is ten times more than so what it was we, worth in the first place. <laughs> how we figure that out? Well, we don't know nothing. We don't have a mark. We, also we don't know, know where. The, we don't know which boat it came from. We can guess that it was the boat that we found. Right. Well, well, well. Here's the thing. But I mean, it where probably were they going? was. There were a lot of there were a lot of ships that those ogres had attacked. Right. Someone. Yeah. If there's this much adamantium gone missing, like uh, Paula said, someone knows something about it. There might be some rumors put out. Might even be a bounty for its return. For all we know. It's true. Did the manifest the ship manifest say, or were we able to see on there where it was going? Um, where it was destination destination okay. wise. So you- you were able to get a partial manifest of its current load. Uh, it was headed north to Canton Grisel. was its first stop. Oh. Oh, guys, I just remembered that when we looked at that manifest, it said that it was also headed to Gristle. 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 Makes sense. It's a good word. <laughs> um, I, at this point, like, if you guys are paying attention, Cloak is putting one oar in a time in its handy haversack. <laughs> God. <laughs> Wait, uh, uh, are you... Are you storing it for us, or what? Yeah. I'm going to hang on to it, and then we're going to throw this away, because what if they have a mage, and then they were like, oh, I need to find where our loot is, and then they zone in on the chest, and then they just find it in the water, because we got well, it. Well, how about realize we keep the, how when we the chest, so if they come to try to find it, then we've got a tag on who would be looking for it. They won't necessarily find that in the chest, but... Or they might try to complete it by force. Yeah, but you realize that if we put every valuable thing we own inside of that bag and then someone takes that bag, we are literally fucked. Yeah. That literally no happened yesterday. Lost the bag. <laughs> Everyone lost the bag, okay? I didn't I lose my bag. Suggestion. Perhaps it would be time for a bag upgrade. I am up to here with plans that involve bags, (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs) Listen, that is one thing Riadan and I agree with. (laughs) (laughs) No more bags. That's a a new rule on the show. No more bag talk. Your lovely grandmother has lots of pocket money, and she'll give it to you if if you're all lucky and well behaved. Mm, Mummy. I like that. Oh. Um, there were 
I am working out money, by the way, guys, for the, those wondering. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. <laughs> uh, if you Just need to know as well, Rowan by herself has mm, 2,400 gold. I'm pretty okay. broke. So I don't know what yeah, I'm uh, about. So I had to... We got confused okay. about some of the boat numbers while we were all talking when we were doing boat stuff. So I had to adjust a couple of things. So I'm going to tell you guys how much you've spent since I've been on the show. <laughs> and then you can figure out how much you have. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah, perfect. What is this real so, life? Uh, how do we feel about heading into the town when we get there and asking around discreetly about this uh, shipment of... Uh, Adamantium. I mean, maybe maybe uh, if we implied that we ran it, ran into a bit of loot and goblins, and maybe found like one bar of adamantine, so we're not literally saying we found a great mm. load of adamantine. Who can help us out with it? But we're saying, hey, we happen to come across maybe like one. Like Where can we hawk it? Or is maybe. anybody looking for it? You know. Maybe. We should. Uh, I like hmm. that. I'm um, not sure I have that and discreet goes in the same sentence. Listen, one. I have I know my way around some places where yeah. with the right coin well, people will tell you all sorts of things. I mean, it definitely has the best connections in the lower streets back in Solbeck, so maybe it can Who knows here. dirty criminals better than your old I have an here. invisible friend. <laughs> yes, we know. Yeah, but I'm so saying, He's we can also use Edwin to listen in on some conversations, perhaps find out if maybe someone is missing a shipment of adamantine and their boat got capsized, or we can uh, at least try to find someone to sell some other things to before we reveal the information that we have the adamantine. But um, I don't think we should just go in like, yo, look, we have this adamantine who wants to buy no, it. No, I definitely <laughs> don't. Like, as originally proposed, we sell the order we yeah, yeah, yeah. have already that needs to be. Right. And then while we're there, ask about the one small bit about it. And if you'd like to use Edwin to maybe survey these individuals, because realistically, they're probably going to lie to us about it. But maybe if they end up going to talk to somebody that's in their favor about this actual product, then we can get Edwin to listen to them at that point. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be like about... some random person like, hey, no, no, no. and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, no problem, I was... Like, it's all believing them, you know? I was, being, <laughs> I was being hyperbolic. What I mean is I don't know about telling anyone that we have any bars of adamantine, even as bait, because they could easily just follow us back and then try to kill us because they know we're telling a lie and that we have all of it. <laughs> well, okay, how about the- The world is complicated! Uh, we can either- we can either try to find someone to smelt it, or someone to, uh, buy it, or find the fault- uh, find- or find the person who wanted it, or go to the next big city with it and sell it there. I've been on a boat for nah, a while. I don't want this- Either way, I don't want this I'm on gonna our head boat. into the town. Okay. Yeah. I think we gotta get. I think we gotta get rid of it here, and I think its its true owner is probably here. I think we can find him. I, we just have to be careful about it. Okay, I, I, I agree with that plan. Then. But um, what about the uncut gems? I've been thinking about this, and um, it, when you cut them, do they become more expensive? Yes, they do. Can you, can you cut them? 
I don't have all my tools with me, but I do have a good number of them, and I can always pick up a few that I need in town. I'm sure they'll have a, a shop there. I can find some better tools, more tools, extra tools. And then, like, he gets all, like, there, there's, like, a good pile of uncut jewels that we have. I was like, I mean, uh, Hap's from the boat. I mean, let's do it. Yeah, I'm actually going to be doing an inventory of all the things that we've gotten our hands on uh, this afternoon. And so then we can uh, see what we got and see what we want to do with it. Oh, I like the awesome. We'll be discreet, ask around, and uh, see what we dig up. Also, Speaking right, of discreet. Uh, mm -hmm. After you, Doc. Oh, no, go first. Speaking of discreet, Leodan. Why does everyone on the sh on the ship know I'm a ghost? <laughs> oh, they figured that out in the ogre fight, apparently. According to my new uh, good friend uh, Dyden, or something like Dido, <laughs> I think that was her name. Uh, she had a white flag and everything. And uh, well, she was telling me last night that uh, ever since the ogre fights, they saw ghost stuff, and it's all going around a ship. Everyone's talking about you, thinks you're kind of crazy and weird, and she figured I'd let know. you know that. Making I don't an think her implication was that everybody's talking about you. I think the implication was That's that there might be people on the crew who know or assume and have a little bit of superstition. I told them that you've been with me for almost a lifetime and you haven't caused me any superstition problems. So I think it's a good thing. If they thing. have any problems, they can yeah. come and talk to me about it or at least address it with me if they need to. I mean, I'm not Stein's really sure what information you want to clarify with them or not. That's that's your life-ish, not mine. Sailors are, are a superstitious lot, though. Aye, but they also believe well, that the souls of sailors live in seagulls. I don't know what to tell you. I mean... I don't think they're going to throw you overboard anytime soon. It's just, you know... If they do, they've got all 23 strength of Tilly to deal with. So no, they're not going to throw you off board for... Not oh, liking uh, you, um, thinking rumors are true or whatnot. About that, um, so I kind of learned that the Dorothy uh, Tiller, uh, it might help us in fights a lot, um, but I need to cast it on you, and I want you to try it out to see how uh, it works. You need to what on my what? Uh, let's go. The, let's go out to the deck. I mean, is it the right time? I don't necessarily feel like we've... Oh, he left already. So, what, have we resolved what we're going to do tomorrow, Landis, before I go and potentially... I, I saw what he did with the brew and the, the lodge. I, I want to make sure we're... In a yeah. Uh, I would say that priority should be uh, washing your back when you go out there, because that kid's a little crazy, and I don't know what he's talking about. Uh... As far as tomorrow goes, um, we're going to first and foremost sell the cargo that we have now, um, just like we planned to, and I'm going to have Edwin listen around in the some of the, the seedier bars, if we can find one, and uh, see if oh, I'll is... find them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, I'm going to see if he, if he can hear any whispers about uh, a boat that was supposed to come in that didn't. I think we can also maybe ask the, um, uh, I don't know, dock captain. What is the 
Do they have someone like that that takes shipments? Harbor Master? That's what I meant. Um, I can't remember the name from that other episode. Um, so we can ask the Harbor Master if there were any uh, that we can let them know that we found what may have been shipwreckage and were there any boats that came in or that were supposed to come in that didn't get there. Um, so we can find out where it came from and what its name was because I'm sure they were aware of its approach at some point. Um, sure. I mean, you can yeah, and then the log and then we can since the log doesn't have yeah. any record of you know, well, I don't know if we want to go in there like we dug in around. I think maybe we'd just be like, oh, we saw a stick. I think they would respect us for looking up. for any sort of uh, lost crewman. Oh, that true. Would be on true. Both, we know? don't have to say we found anything. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, but I think that those three things can all be done, and then we can regroup. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go see what this little no wants to do with something. I don't know. Like, play for me if you want. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> leave to Good follow. Luck. Uh, look, <laughs> uh, do I want to stay in here with Landis and Rio, Dan? Oh, Rowan follows Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rio Dan's locked the door. So the two of you had to be. <laughs> yeah, now it's just a very awkward silence between Rio Dan and Landis. We're just like, hey, what's up? We have nothing in common. Because <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. I don't drink or do drugs. Yeah, I was going to say, can't can't go drinking together. doesn't work. No. Nope. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I'm going to go see what I do. Oh, by the way, you should probably talk to to, uh, to Rowan. She seems really mad at you. I don't know why. Uh, oh, whatever. <laughs> and I'll grumble and walk away, too. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, every all of the plans people have, uh, anything happening immediately, or just like looking for people to catch up with once you get to uh, to the Canton. I, th- oh, I think I'm Rowan is. Tilly. All right, all right, Tilly. Yeah, you're gonna go check on that, right? I think Rowan, as she's going up on deck with them, is also looking at the reactions people have to her. Um, okay, uh, go ahead and make me, a, uh, make me a wisdom insight check as you head up and kind of gauge the crew around you. Natural 20, so a 28. Ooh, nice. 28, did you say? Yep, that was so okay. close to being uh, too. 28. Um, for the most part, the crew are just, you know, going about their business um they're kind of engrossed in whatever their actual you know active jobs are on the ship uh you see a few of them there's kind of a gang of them that are currently um scraping down the deck to make sure that uh any of the water spray that gets up on it doesn't start growing you know um algae or or doesn't cause mold or anything like that so they're scrubbing all of the decks clear you can see that several of them are kind of watching you as you pass and when you look over toward them, they like snap their eyes back down to their work. Uh, so there's definitely people who are kind of ill at ease and and watching you. And occasionally you catch them like muttering kind of to each other or to themselves, sort of in your wake as you pass. Tilly. Hey. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Is there anything you can say to your crew to make them feel more at ease with uh, 
spirits. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if we tell them that any sort of rumors are true or try to strong arm that to being a thing, I don't know if they're going to trust us as much because we're the newer lead of the crew and they've been here quite the way. But I do think if we could literally keep our heads above water for a little while, have some sunnier trips on the boat, maybe send them out on things where we're not causing a ruckus with them, they'll see that their superstition maybe isn't, or their superstitious uh, quarrel with this isn't necessarily justified. And then they'll probably end up doubting it themselves. I think they're just looking for something bad to happen at the moment. I don't think anybody's necessarily going to attack you or anything like that. I mean, clearly they're just more scared than anything. I feel like. Well, they did see me claw into a river troll and uh, shriek at yeah, it. They haven't quite been around many adventuring types like us, I'm sure. I'm sure it's just been shipment here, shipment there, cetera, et cetera. So I think that we just need to make sure that we aren't causing any problems for them. I'm sure, I mean, honestly, not all sailor types are necessarily the most clean of people anyways. They all have their own backgrounds and things that they've brought that they necessarily don't want shared or spread. So I imagine we could just keep an eye on it, I guess. I told I told uh, Aiden to let me know that if uh, if anybody had any problems or if anybody was questioning their work or if anybody felt like the ship was unsafe with any individuals present, they could come talk to me. And that's what they need to do: is report to their superiors as sailors. Um. Okay. Well, what about this? Um. What if you just start spreading a rumor that any priest of Wotan or cleric of Wotan or anyone who worships Wotan in any capacity is a good luck for uh, good forage. It's a, it probably also doesn't help that she's a raven folk, which means um, you know, they're, they're the eyes and spies of the Rune Father and uh, they can sometimes bring ill fortune, usually if you harm them. So that's actually probably a point in her favor. They don't really want to screw with her because they know that messing with the Raven folk tends to bring um, terrible, dire <laughs> attention down upon you. I'll start telling them I'm, I'm an albatross. Then I'll be really safe. Sort of, it's, it's sort of along those lines, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could find some crew that are uh, not quite as frightened by you. And warm up to them. Maybe, uh, I would say, not actually roll bones and show them negative pretense, but give them a few good readings. Let them have a little bit of a good insight with the gods, and then maybe, maybe they'll see that having you on their side is a good favor. Tilly, that is something which is not easy to do, and I would. I can't control the fates, and. She, she's very uncomfortable. I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable, but I'm just trying to help you resolve either way of uncomfort. Whether you work with the ones who are a little bit at ease with you, or whether you isolate yourself further. And if, if I tell a bad fortune, will, I, will someone kill me again? 
I don't think killing you would ever be in their favor, both with what they might see would happen based on how close you are to the gods, and secondly, how much they're going to have to deal with the rest of the crew, including me and all of the others. I suppose I can tell. I wouldn't say reading fortunes to anybody who's necessarily like on edge, but maybe somebody who's like not nearly as superstitious. I thought all of them are like full out superstitious, you know. And if I've been on the water many a time, and while I while I do have some, I'm not necessarily thinking you're like clouding my days, you know. If they could not see that I've helped Tam and helped save his life, then what will convince them? Well, I hate to be direct, but since we've been on the boat for as bit of time that we have, we haven't had the best luck with everything that's happened. Yes, we saved somebody, but it's not like we haven't had hill giants and trolls and bad weather and scares and fires and anchors and, you know, poo in the cook's, you know, cabin. I don't, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we have to, like, let them realize that you're not necessarily bringing a, a, a bad omen to them, you know? Oh, hey, Rowan, why not I spread some cool rumors about you? Some cool stories, the things that you've done. Who love me? There's one of them. I think her name was uh, Ivan or something like that. She was listening to me the whole last night, and she knows everyone. So, you know, I could spread some good stuff around you. What about how, how I was your drug lord for a few weeks? I mean, we could include that if you wanted. I haven't told anyone that, though, so I wouldn't. that would be unethical. Mm. Press X to doubt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> but hey, just an option, you know. Okay, well, anyways, uh, why we originally came out here, um, and then uh, since we're on the top deck, all of a sudden you just see Cloak and he starts like drawing like gnomish, like arcanic ruins. Uh, and uh, they all of a sudden you see like a sun and a moon like pop up in the, the light and then like a weird like abstract clock. Uh, and then the, the hands start spinning super fast uh, and like faster and faster. And then he goes and put, uh, touches Chili and he's like, and then he touches her. Uh, and then when he starts backing off, normally it just looks like this, but Tilly, you see this, you see, all right. So he, he, he does his little thing. And as soon as he touches you, the world slows down around you. You uh, you see one of the sailors is currently basically sliding down a rope from the rigging down toward the deck, and he just kind of and is like twisting in the air down the rope toward, and everybody's just sort of moving in this strange slow motion. Even the pitch of the deck seems to have slowed down. Uh, Tilly's gonna try to take a few steps herself to see if she's slow. You seem to be moving normally, just fine. The rest of you, Tilly starts, like, moving with this almost speed blur around her. <clears throat> Did you give her drugs? No. <laughs> Why are you going uh, to Yep, every, everything. You can see there's a bird, there's some birds overhead going by, and their wings are beating in half time. 
Uh, Cloak, what is it due to me? I don't oh, feel strange. Does everything look strange? <laughs> she looks like she's... Uh, one minute. Uh, so, currently, uh, what I did uh, was I cast Haste on you. Uh, and until the spell ends, your speed is doubled, you get plus two to your AC, you have advantage on dexterity saving throws, and you get an additional uh, action per turn. Uh, so you can do uh, one weapon attack, a dash, a disengage, hide, or use an object with that action. When the spell ends, you become lethargic, uh, uh, lethargy sweeps over you, and you lose your next turn. Okay, so I guess... It, when it ends, I'm just like till he sits down. What was that all about? What for? Yeah, so for for uh, cloak, are you gonna keep the spell up for its full duration, or are you gonna drop it early, or what? No, I'm gonna keep it up for the full duration and see her like run around, right. and she's like, <laughs> and, like just being <laughs> super like, and we're right. all just like. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So for a minute, for for a minute, Tilly, you are basically uh, moving through a world that is all slowed in time around you. Uh, everybody's speech is slowed and sounds distorted, and everything is moving just slower. You're moving just fine, and then suddenly you just stop as this wave of fatigue crashes over you, and you just kind of lose your you, your head swims. Um, and everything is disorienting as the world suddenly snaps into this, like, um, imagine if time was stretched like a rubber band and someone just let it go and it all just catches up all at once. And it takes you uh, a bit to kind of reorient to that as all of that, um, delayed time sort of stretches back in an instant. That was great, but maybe always ask for my permission. I don't ever even get a hangover. Really. That's why it's like, come on. Yeah, oh, I, I, you definitely, I said okay, but, you know, always ask. I need to sit down. I mean, you guys are talking for so long. That's important to sort sometimes, things Sometimes there are good reasons to talk. Also, I can, I can do that if you need. You can do that too? In a way. I, it does require me tracing. No, 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 I don't, I don't want any more. I'm not, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to do it for you, no. I, I'm not going to do it to you. I call it, I call it the Tilly Pick-Me-Up. I mean, I'm, look, I'm she, excited to use it when I need to like run across the room and tell you how it is. Whenever you're acting all spicy, you know? But, you know, we'll see. I mean, like, if there's like a big, like, giant, and you're like all fast up and around, and then, like, you can attack more, and then, like, oh, beat up things. Clearly, clearly, but always to use it to keep an eye on, you know, Riordan as well, since, you know, he's so hmm. shifty, sometimes just in and out. That's what we have you brought a perfectly good chili. Did someone say in and out? <laughs> <laughs> How does he always show up at like the weird, most opportune time? It's his special yeah, ability. All along. <laughs> Where are we? What are we doing? What's happening? Cloak uh, has a, a great. Cloak has a great pick me up. He just tried on me. I felt I some felt drugs? genuinely closer to you. I don't think no, some drugs, drugs, but maybe a healthier version oh. of it. 
I threw oh. a Is he up on deck now? Is he? Yeah, I, I, I walked out of the room yeah. like right around the time that the Riadan did because I was again annoyed <laughs> about Rowan. Okay, so uh, I also uh, picked up something else uh, too. Um, uh, so, uh, Landis, uh, you know how you do that uh, big wall of fire? Yeah. So, uh, I was thinking, um, so I've been kind of going through Glass's, um, uh, I, I would say magic book, but it's a hug. Uh, and kind of like seeing what I can uh, glean from it and kind of incorporating it in my own little world. Um, so, um, what I was thinking is that uh, I, you cast a big wall of fire. And then uh, I now uh, know a spell that's a giant wall of wind. And if we combine the two, we might be able to make like a big, super firewall. Okay, Gnome. You might not be useless after all. Thank you, Robot. So basically, what you're proposing, if I'm hearing you correctly, is a fire tornado. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that you and I should practice this someday when we have a, an open space and a little bit of time. If we put it in the water, would it then become a fire water tornado? Can we add <laughs> sharks? That's an important question as well. I can control water. I can create a uh, whirlpool. We can make a, a tri-elemental tornado. We definitely have to play around with this. I am I am down to uh, experiment when we're not being threatened by a million different things. Or it might come out really well if we're threatened by a million things because we'll be like the pressure's up. And, ah. Okay, so uh, about this time, the it's lookout- like You guys aren't uh, doing any of this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine, but you, you just tell me when you want to cast a bunch of spells and we'll see what happens. Uh, and about this time, the lookout up at the crow's nest calls out and um, you can see that the crew begins scurrying around the deck and uh, Kelleth begins barking orders uh, as he starts piloting the ship in towards the looming harbor of Canton Grissel. You can see that there are great, great stone piers to the river. And you can see several of those have um, sort of extended uh, wooden construction built off of them with these wooden docks uh, scattering out that creates many berths for barges, ships, and boats to come and, uh, and, and tie uh, in deep water um, at the uh, at the harbor, uh, you can see that the water traffic has increased quite significantly uh, over the course of your uh, your <laughs> discussions and explorations on the deck, and you can see that uh, the ship is being pulled into a deep water berth, uh, and the sailors are all sort of scurrying and making the rigging ready and uh, furling sails and getting ready to um, to dock the ship. The, uh, the buildings of Canton Grisal are almost all made of stone. Uh, some of them have uh, like thatched roofs or wooden roofs. Um, many of them are almost like mini fortress looking. 
They seem to be carved out of the uh, sort of the gray granite from the surrounding hills. Um, and uh, the the city, it's not really a city, it's a dwarven canton. So it has sort of this, this low, almost claustrophobic feel to it. Um, whereas other, uh, other settlements you found, Zobek had a lot of height, a lot of... Um, tall sort of pitched roofs that's not really the case here it's, it feels very squat very flat uh you can see thick columns of smoke from uh what are probably forges and foundries um billowing up into the into the afternoon sky uh you can see many many dwarves uh scurrying about on the docks and uh and on the shore side of uh, of the harbor uh moving cargo uh pulling wagons with beasts of burden. Uh, you can see some uh, obviously sort of official looking people walking around with um, not exactly a clipboard, but like a writing board with little spot for an inkwell and uh, and parchments sort of um, held to it. Uh, you can see that they're wearing mostly black with gold trim. That seems to be uh, a common thing amongst the um, sort of the official looking dwarves moving around on the dock. And uh, Tilly, you might be aware that those are sort of the uh, heraldic colors of Canton Grisal, is black and gold. Uh, so, uh, Kelleth brings the ship in, and the sailors make the lines fast. And uh, once they have the ship secured to the pier, uh, you can see one of those functionaries, one of those dock officials, is approaching as they run a gangplank. And uh, Kelleth comes up to you and says, well, Captain, uh, would you like to handle this? Or do you want to oversee unloading of the cargo? How would you like to proceed? Uh, I think I think I should help with the cargo. I, I trust that you um, have... I, I trust that you've talked here. I worked with the Canton Grisal before uh, with shipments. Certainly. So um, you'll know who to speak to or how to tell them. But I definitely think I should be helping unload or making sure what... Uh, of our shipments are going here with uh, Landis, right? Very well. Uh, do you want me to arrange for longer berth at the dock here, or are we fine to unload and then move off to uh, a farther mooring until you're ready to conclude business? Um, Basically, do you have uh, uh, do you have the plans to pick up any more cargo immediately, or do we need to uh, do we need to give you some time? Uh, a little bit of time. I do think we want to investigate some potential cargo to move further, um, if that's all right. All right, right so. then we won't worry about paying longer berth fees, just enough to get us unloaded, and then uh, I'll see about taking the princess out to a deeper mooring. That way we won't have to pay. Sure. That'd be perfect. Right. Uh, well, you heard the captain. Let's get about it. And he uh, heads down toward the gangplank, and uh, you can see the dwarf down there sort of perk up a little bit, and they begin to uh, engage in an exchange. So, uh, they open up... But it'll be nice that they won't be in the docks, just in case anybody has a keen eye on us. At least they'll be further out in the water, so... Yeah, cool. There you go. Did we we let Cloak take all that adamantine and put it in his bag? Nobody said anything about stopping him, so as far as I know, that adamantine is all in his haversack. It's better than in that broken chest, but... I just feel like okay. it needs to be split up. Is it? But we can talk about it later. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the sailors open up the um, that kind of grate that leads down into the cargo, the uh, into the hold. They hoist 
using the rigging, some ropes down, and begin hauling the cargo up and getting ready to winch, you know, kind of swing it over and then lower it down onto the pier. So in short order, your cargo is unloaded, and uh, after Kellef takes care of the, the berthing fees for tying up at the, at the pier and giving you enough time to unload your cargo. He takes the paperwork from this shipping manifest and goes and finds the representative who's here to receive the stuff. So as I recall, you all pitched in for 500 gold worth of, uh, worth of cargo. Is that right? That's absolutely okay. 100% correct. All right, so after uh, all of the business of offloading the cargo and getting it to the, to, the, uh, to the recipients, you are paid the tidy sum of 1,500 gold pieces. Sweet, and that's after birthing fees, right? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll call it after. Okay. Since you're not, uh, you're not staying uh, extended, uh, it's not going to be yeah. terribly expensive, just long enough to offload. So basically kind of a nominal fee, like a little bit of a tax sort of deal. When do we have to pay the crew? I know it's month, like uh, 460 a month, but when? <laughs> uh, basically, they're on the clock now, so. <laughs> okay, so I could essentially, what I want to do, uh, and I want to take the, we're going to owe them 460. I want to give them the 460 now from the 15, you said 1500, right? 462, yeah. yes. Uh, okay, 462. And then I want to take the remainder and split it between the people that came out and helped us in the cave fight. Okay, like the no, remainder uh, of the Not entire... the remainder, no, 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 not the remainder of the thousand, sorry, the remainder of the 500 portion. Oh, hang on a minute. Okay, I mean, got, it. I, got it, got it, I didn't got do it. that much. <laughs> I kind of just stood there, but, so you're you know. gonna, Right, so you're going to pitch them each basically, um, what is it going to be, like 13 gold each something like that yeah i couldn't remember how many of them there were so three <laughs> is it there three? three okay yeah. yeah okay cool uh they will be delighted with that bonus good and now All we right. don't have to worry about uh, it for another month Yep. So it probably takes you several good hours to uh, to offload all of the cargo, handle getting the, the money collected and then distributed. Um, not everybody has to be immediately involved in that, although more hands makes for lighter work. So uh, that might be where everyone is. And then the crew are going to enjoy some shore leave for the evening. You have your, uh, your ship's berth for the night, and then in the morning we'll have to clear out. Uh, but you know, Kelleth has said, take all the time you need and we'll just stand at anchor until you're ready. <clears throat> Jolly good. Um, Jolly good. Who, uh, who is coming with us? Or who wants to stay with the board? I, I'll come with... I'd, I'd rather you come with... I think that at least... Very seedy taverns with uh, the imp. Uh, Yes, well, take Edwin. <laughs> you can't go right. to see me tavern without me. Well, if you want to come, you're more right. than welcome. I will be back in just a moment. Go ahead and figure I, out I mean, which, who's going where, and I'll be right back. These places are going to um, be more seeds than tavern, I should warn you. You'll fit right in. Yes, that will be perfect. And and Edwin will stay invisible, and he can warn me if anything is going on. But primarily, I'm going to ask him to find out 
if anyone is talking about a missing ship, a missing shipment, illegal goods that may be interesting to us, and so on and so forth. I think also if you need if you need no, him to I, be I, a different creature, just let me know and I'll ask him to change. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh I'll ask Clock, uh, Clock, do you want to come with me to the forge and maybe uh, and, and look into what they've been working on or if they were expecting anything to work, or if they can forge us anything or what is on their menu and then I'm not very good at, you know, but maybe seeing if they're like anything on the secret options for forging. I'm not really familiar. So. Um... Well, I, I'm good at reading people, so maybe, maybe I can do, uh, we can ask them some questions, like, be broad about it and see if anything kind of spikes up from there, but yeah, I'm for that. Sure, it just seemed like a rather large, you know, um, shipment. Maybe it was going to be handled here by somebody, so we could ask them. And I will yeah. go to the harbor master to ask about ships missing. Alone by yourself? Are you certain? Yes, I am. I have a few new tricks up my sleeve too. Okay. That does not fill me with confidence, but fear, but. Um... <laughs> I have total faith in you as always, Landis. Right, gotta go get drunk with the imp, and uh, you coming around <laughs> with me, or are you going to. I've forgotten. Uh, uh, I should probably go with you. If, if you don't have anyone with you, then you're bound to cause trouble, and I want to see that trouble. Whatever you need to tell yourself, my dear. Let's go. All right, so Landis is going to talk to the harbor master. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got okay. uh, Rowan, Riadan, and Edwin going to CD bars to get intel and get drunk. We've got Tilly and Cloak going to the forged try to hear about uh, stuff there, and then I'm going to the Heart Master, yep. All right. Okay, so uh, you head into the Harbor Master's office. It is bustling no, and no, busy, no, although... No, what, no what? I can't do it. I gotta take... I, I was just gonna leave. Okay. Do someone All else. Right. <laughs> right out. All right, so the rest of you going to find Get a seedy, seedy tavern, <laughs> no problem. Uh, it seems like there is no shortage of them. So what is your goal heading in these seedy taverns? One, get drunk, certainly. That that can be arranged. My number one goal is make sure Riodan doesn't get himself killed. Mm, okay. I've never died in a bar yet. Uh, yet. <laughs> my goal is to get a little bit of work done despite what everyone might think. Uh, yeah, my plan is to go around, ask a couple of questions where it seems appropriate. Uh, he's not asking specifically about um, adamantine shipments just yet. Uh, he's sort of putting his feelers out in terms of, you know, the, that sort of straight that we got the we got caught in ourselves and the rest of the ogres and, and see if anyone mm -hmm. sort of else is talking about that when I bring it up and, you know, asking about who the, the movers and shakers are in the, in the city itself. Um, particularly asking about sort of, you know, the black market perhaps. Okay. Uh, why don't you make me a charisma persuasion okay. or um, you could even do charisma investigation. 
Okay. Your choice. I got a 22. Oh, damn. All right. Uh, okay, so this is probably over the course of a few hours buying some people rounds, I'm buying people drinks, sailors yeah. And, uh, yeah, 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 getting them, getting them good and good and socially lubricated oh. with all of the uh, the fine dwarven beer flowing through this establishment. Um, when you're closer to the waterfront, there's also a lot of harder liquor because uh, you get a lot of sailors going on down here. So you have a lot of whiskeys and rums flowing. Um, if you're looking for drunk dwarves and you know the various pastiche of oh, other. Man. Uh, other races that come through on the river traffic, uh, you've come to the right place. So, uh, those of you hanging out with Rio Dan primarily have yep. just a wonderful time. Rowan, you're probably a little stressed out because things are getting boisterous pretty quickly. Um, you probably spend, I'd say, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of over all of the, t- you know, greasing some palms, buying food and drink for folks, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 or 15 gold. Nothing, nothing terrible, but uh, sure. showing these people a real good evening. Good time, yeah. I think Rowan is her other goal is to keep an ear out for any interesting rumors or uh, stories or information, and she might start once people have had more libations, might start asking some questions. Okay, um, anything in particular, or just kind of ear to the ground sort of stuff? Probably. Uh, Asking about any really unusual occurrences, more of the supernatural variety. All right. Well, let's start with uh, with Riordan's boisterous carouses. Um, so, uh, over the course of kind of swapping stories, talking about the ogreish and giant bandits that were assaulting your ship, uh, the fact that you found that uh, that hulled barge and all of that stuff you get the sense that yes that that particular band has been plaguing a pretty decent stretch of the river argent for a while now um generally uh smaller boats maybe a barge occasionally would go missing or or kind of uh just kind of never make it to a destination um Recently, there was a ship that was attacked and damaged, but managed to escape. So they at least got word that it was, in fact, giant kin that were attacking the shipping lanes. And when you start spreading stories about how you killed these things, and uh, then people start buying you drinks. Um, So, uh, yeah, you get get, uh, sort of that end of the story, and, uh, and people start kind of spreading the word that those bandits are no longer a threat. Um, anything else in particular you were looking for? Uh, make sure I hit all of the, the things you were trying to get. Um, yeah, I, I mean, in particular, he's he's wondering if other ships or, you know, uh, famously or sort of infamously maybe went down there. Uh, he's particularly interested in essentially, you know, if there's someone who lost a big shipment there. Um, but he's not trying to ask specifically about adamantium, if that makes sense. Right. Um, okay. So you definitely hear about... Uh, so these are mostly, um, you know, deckhand-level crew sailors. So right. none of them have sort of the larger business look at things. So you don't get any mm-hmm. names, but you definitely hear about, you know, so-and-so had a friend who 
crewed on this ship and they haven't been heard from in a month, that sort of thing. So there are definitely ships that have gone missing, which, you know, some of them were probably empty, but a lot of them had full holds. So there is most certainly people missing stuff. Yeah, I'd say something like, gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, me and my troubadours, we came across a few items and I, the goods patron that I am, wish to return them. Uh, other ships have fallen in into the, the depths there. Where might I find their uh, their owners? Their uh, Those whose loved ones have drowned in the salty depths of the Argent River. Salt water. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, where might I be able to find such people? Is there a sailor's tavern around here, perhaps? Or a guild hall I could attend? Okay, uh, so you get, uh, I would say you probably compile a small list of, um, of merchants mm-hmm. who have probably lost uh, investments over the okay. course of uh, some, some ships that have gone down, uh, probably to this bandit action, maybe to other things too, but you get, uh, you get let's say, uh, four or five names of uh, merchants awesome. and investors who uh, probably lost, uh, lost some investment um, due to those ships going down. Excellent. I bring this list to my compatriots. Uh, listen, I've got Very a list. Good. Turns out of some uh, what does folks. Edwin, what does Edwin look at look like at the moment? Uh, Edwin looks like nothing at the moment because he is invisible. Okay, so you can just pretend you're really drunk and showing it to the air. <laughs> uh, like occasionally, all of you there will feel him like flutter over to your shoulder to look at this, that, or the other, or occasionally to steal some of your booze. Is Edwin so, yeah. keeping me apprised of the oh, situation? Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Edwin's keeping in touch with you. So, while all of this is going on, Landis, uh, you, in fact, your inquiry will probably take not very long at all, so you'll eventually... Okay. You either meet back up with them as you like, or you can return to the ship, however you want to do it. But when you head to the Dockmasters, uh, it's bustling and busy in there, uh, but winding down since after you get all of the cargo unloaded, it's getting towards later afternoon, end of the day. Uh, you can see that there are dwarves and a few humans, as well as uh, a few halflings, which is a little bit, um, you're not used to seeing halflings around, but some of the more common ones are river folk. So uh, this is a place you'll more likely see them than elsewhere. Uh, You can see they're just sort of all moving around. You can see that paperwork is being handled, moving from one station to another, lots of business getting done. Uh, So you inquire and you manage to make your way up the chain toward the Harbor Master. Uh, The Harbor Master, you end up waiting a little bit until they're not uh, immediately busy and you're waved over to this old kind of gnarled dwarf with uh, balding sort of white wispy hair and these kind of um, somewhat unsightly, almost like scabby patches of dry or flaky skin uh, along his balding pate and down his forehead. And he looks up with these bushy white eyebrows and uh, kind of roomy eyes. And he says, well, yes, yes, yes. How, How can I help you? Oh, gosh. A, Landis does not like. So he has a very, like, kind of look on his face. Um, He's trying really hard to hide it, but it's just there's a lot happening. Um, But he'll say, hello, good sir, good afternoon. Um, My name is 
uh, well, I am the owner of this, the beautiful um, uh, princess, the, the sinful princess that just, he's like very, he's losing his words because he's staring at these like little pieces of skin. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, go, he goes, okay, 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 I'm sorry. I got a little distracted. Let me start over. Hello, I am the owner of the Sinful Princess. Uh, she just came in today and we unloaded a, a large shipment uh, to sell here in town, but I wanted to chat with you quickly simply because we um, unfortunately found a, what appeared to be a, a shipwreck I'm extremely busy, please come to the point. Okay, we found a shipwreck. It looks like it had been attacked and raided and I have the uh, ship, a, a little piece of the ship manifest here and it was headed here and I just wanted to find out uh, what it was and who it belonged to or who was expecting it. So I might be able to share with him the unfortunate news that the ship has been downed and that we checked and there were no survivors that we could find, but we did find one dead person. He just sort of like slowly blinks at you. I'd like you to make me a charisma persuasion check, please. Okay. Uh, 15? 15. All right. Uh, he sort of... Let me see that manifest. I hand it over. So he takes he takes the moldering, kind of disintegrated, waterlogged, silty book, looks at it and kind of snorts with distaste, flips through until he can find something legible, opens up this massive black leather-bound tome, and he opens it up and you can see it's filled with these kind of almost like spreadsheets of orderly columns of dwarven script and numbers and just all kinds of stuff. Um, it looks like it's written in sort of a shorthand, uh, so it's almost more of a code. Um, but you can, with you, you have eyes of the runekeeper, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're able to decipher the shorthand as you read it. It looks like it's, you know, just pretty much a master list or ledger of all of the commerce that's taking place through the dock so they can keep track yeah. of it all for tax purposes. He, um, matches the dates as best he can. Um, it takes a little bit because of the damaged state of the ledger, but he looks through and says, all right, well, I do have uh, records of shipments that were expected from this uh, vessel. Uh, the majority holder of this contract. <sighs> he looks up at you and he says, you're going to want to speak to one Orphanos Kalazar. Got it. Oh shit, it's Thanos. Orphanos Kalazar. Fantastic. And that's that's who expected to meet the ship here, correct? Uh, from, from all that's left of this manifest, yes. This is who was okay. uh, expecting this shipment. Where, are you, you say, able to see uh, when it was supposed to arrive? Uh, several days ago. Okay. Yeah. So it looks. So he uh, he double checks and he says it looks like at this point she's near a week overdue, six days. Okay. Got it. Well, listen. I don't want to take up uh, too much of your time. I really appreciate the information. Um, and if you if you need anything from us, feel free to 
wave at the he, uh, he sort of he sort of interrupts you by closing the molding book and just kind of like <laughs> handing it back to you distastefully. Yeah, okay. Good day. All right, great. Thank Good you. Day. Bye. <laughs> Turn around and leave. And he kind and of I, like half-heartedly waves as he's yeah. looking back down to his work. It's okay. I shiver a little bit as I walk away, like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to talk to him anyways. <laughs> All right. So you can link back up with your uh, with your cronies. Yep. You guys are my cronies. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, I, I am an old crone, let's be fair. I've been a whole lot worse for a whole lot less, Landis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, uh, yeah. Rowan, you've been asking around or trying to figure out any strange sorts of going on, you said? Um, anything out of the ordinary? Um, so you're going to get a lot of obviously bullshit yarns spun to you by superstitious sailors. Um, however, you do catch on a few things that do sound to have more of a ring of truth to them, that, uh, there are some hostilities between the blood kingdom and the cantons that have, uh, increased in intensity and frequency of late that uh, the undead have been making harder pushes against some of the outer reaches of the canton. Uh, you're not really able to track down much in the way of details, but you do hear that uh, there are a large number of refugees coming out of Krakowa uh, and sort of filtering down to these southern lands and across the river from the Blood Kingdom itself. Where are these refugees heading, do you know? Oh, uh, all, all over. Uh, the majority of them seem to be uh, concentrating upriver, sorry, I guess it would be downriver from here, at uh, the, the Black Fortress. The Black Fortress, that's uh, mm. a rather, rather um, ominous name. I suppose it's it's rather a bit if you want a dwarf, certainly not of this canton. It's actually a holiday destination, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is that. It's, uh, it's, it's something of a frontier outpost, um, and it's where they go to train some of their warriors. I see. Uh... The undead that you speak of as well, they are the, um, mm. the, the vampires of the, of the Blood Kingdom, yes? Well, I shouldn't think it's vampires. Uh, if it were, I expect we'd hear much less from, uh, from the people involved. There'd probably be fewer survivors. No, um, not anything quite that drastic. I don't think any of the, uh, the blood rulers uh, are making any sort of great push, but I would expect ghouls... Uh, they, they've overrun uh, some of the nearby cities, of course. And so the, um, the Darakul Empire controls many of those settlements. Hmm. And uh, I would suppose that some of these settlements that are fighting against the Blood Kingdom are they, and the Cantons, are they primarily the Darakul or... Dwarvish, or? Well, I haven't, I haven't been there myself. Just, just what I've been hearing from uh, from those of us we've, we've we've done some business with, we've encountered. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Just that uh, the, the undead are attacking, and uh, 
uh, many, many uh, fleeing from uh, from the Blood Kingdom. Hmm. That is uh, a worry. Uh, is Riordan listening to this? Hmm. She can be here. Uh, I was just wondering if Blood Kingdom got him his ears perking up. Yeah, he'd be interested in that for sure. Hmm. Interesting. Has there been any activity near um, was it Holder's Tree? Was that the nearest uh, tree? Holder's Tree is in the Grand Duchy of Dornig. It's not actually in the Blood Kingdom itself. But it would be the closest one to it. Um, it's certainly the closest one, yeah. I mean that's up in the uh up in the up in the forest. Any word of anything interesting happening from near Holder's tree? Oh, oh uh, up in the Grand Duchy. Um not not anything that I've heard. I haven't been up that way. Uh not not recently. Well no news is good news, I suppose. I suppose so, when you uh, compare it to undead attacking, <laughs> eating everyone they can find, what have you. Well, hopefully nothing to worry about. Our, she claps Riordan on the back, our dear friend here is a vampire slayer. Really? That I Aren't you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. well, uh, perhaps you should uh, you should head to the Black Fortress then. I'm sure they could use warriors of your metal. And perhaps I will. It's, it's said oh. that he single-handedly defeated the right hand of uh, of the Blood Kingdom of the Red Priestess. Really? Well, then, then most certainly, I, I, as I understand it. The, the the priests of the Red Maiden have been uh, conjuring up all manner of uh, of walking corpses and casting wave upon wave of them against the dwarves there who who train and live in the Black Fortress. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I am very drunk, and it's about midday. Uh, I think. And uh, <clears throat> this has been great. But well, we found all the stuff about the adamantium, I think. So, shall we cut it with this guy? I say it very loudly. Shall we just cut yeah, it yeah. with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Rowan gives a thousand yards to her. So, the, uh, the, the sailor that you've been talking with, Rowan, he sort of drifts off back to his own people uh, once you sort of stop directly engaging him. Well, is there anything else that you're after, or apart from alcohol? Is there anything else we needed? I mean, I'm just trying to stay on task here. <laughs> ah, I see. Well, depends. Have you had enough of seedy bars and taverns? Rather sounds like you haven't. Well, I have not been drinking on the job. Well, here's the thing, Rowan. Here's the thing. And let me know if I ever set my boundaries. I always try never to. Here's the thing. 
letting loose every now and again seems to be something that the sailors respect in uh, their fellow crewmen. They all get drunk together, they carouse together, they tell stories together. That's why I'm one of the lads. Maybe it wouldn't hurt for you to uh, let loose just a little. Might help with your whole ghost problem. So you're, you're devising a plan for me to become one of the <clears throat> lads? Mm. Yes. Isn't that what you wanted? Well, I wanted people to stop being so fearful of me. Right. Except Fine. for Landis. Right. <laughs> Except for Landis, yes. I, I, want, I want to instill the fear of God into him. <laughs> I'm not sure if Landis can be afraid. You know, he's not fellow. Good luck with I that think... one. You hear, uh, you hear Edwin's disembodied voice sort of filter down from uh, a nearby, like wooden column. <laughs> I, would, I would say I would want to instill fear into him, but I think he's already afraid—not of me, but of his own problems. I wouldn't call oh, the wouldn't boss they? a God-fearing fellow. <laughs> I lean forward. What problems does Landis have? I mean, not to intrude. I just like knowing people's personal well, needs. Is he not a, a, a spirit in a, in a mechanical body? Has he not lost his um, livelihood? Well, one of. And, well, I'm sure he has devil problems. No offense, Edwin. I'm not sure who your no, what? boss's boss is. Oh, I don't. Who is your yeah, boss? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, that's a very good question, Rowan. Because as I understand it, all warlocks have a patron, not a patron saint, but a patron devil. Something. So a, uh, a, a hey, nearby Lord. table, a, a nearby table, kind of goes conspicuously quiet. In the wake of Rio Dead belting out <laughs> warlocks, <laughs> it kind of like look over. I, like, and then I cover it, and I'm like, "When I slew the warlock of Alakaban." <laughs> uh, make me it a was crazy my tale. It was a mighty tale. <laughs> uh, uh, and you can and you can make your check with advantage because of how well you've been carousing and buttering these people up. Oh man. And that is a twenty-five. <laughs> oh, okay. So as soon as you do that, they they all and lift their uh, their tankards in toast to you, and someone buys you another round, and then they kind of go back to their their conversation, as they should. <laughs> so, so Edwin, who's paying? Hmm. What do you want? You can tell an old boy like me. I give Edwin a tiny thimble, like a little shot. He's still there. Oh, oh, uh, to, oh uh, like anytime you hold your glass up, you can see the, the surface of it sort of ripple because he has his little gold thimble that he dips in and refills whenever you kind of wave your tanker near where he's hiding. a really long straw. <laughs> the curly Sorry, did you... Tell, tell yeah, us more ahead. about your, uh, your situation and Landis's as well. 
Also, but, just to note, I, I mean, Landis is definitely yeah. listening it, listening in right now. I'm not saying anything. Uh, I'm just letting it happen, but I'm def definitely sure. listening in. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Oh, well, you know, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a contract of employment, right? It's a pretty standard, you know. Uh, I, I offer my services to Landis in exchange for, uh, you know, protection and payment. And I mean, look at me. I, well, you can't look at me right now, but you know what I mean? Uh, I have, I have a certain standard to which I have become accustomed to, to living and I expect that to be maintained. And it's been very lucrative. Uh, my, my arrangement with Landis, it's, uh, it's good. It's good for everyone involved, you know? So, I mean, I worship a, a goddess of blood, and uh, yep. you, Rowan, worship uh, Wheaton, Wh Wo <laughs> Wogan, Terry Wogan, uh, that's the one, uh, and, and so you and Landis, presumably there's some kind of devil involved, or something like that, right? Well, I mean... Uh, I am, I suppose, if you want to get all technical about it, I'm a devil, so sure. So yeah, what's the name of your bot, the person who made you? Presumably you are made? Made? That's, I don't know, that's, that's a little personal, don't you think? No. I mean, well, it might be, but I'm asking. So Nothing's yeah. personal with him. Yeah. Right. Uh, that, that, that's getting into. That's not exactly how it worked. Like you know, I could ask who made you, and you could probably tell me the name of your parents, right? That's not how. That's not how we work. Well, how do you work? Oh, that's. Uh, that's you know that's uh, it's, it's an interesting sort of metaphysical. You really want to get into the into the the nuts and bolts of the the nature of of my kind and and where we arise and and all of well, that. I am are you are you interested yeah. in that? I am Fascinating. You didn't you didn't strike me as the type. Uh, I guess what I'm getting at here is I don't really know. So. Um, I think you're lying, little devil. I am interested I mean, in the fact that you're an imp, yes? You have not sought to climb the ranks and become something more? I believe that's oh, how your I, kind work. So, so let, me, let, me, let, me, let me put it a little differently, Riordan. I, I have always been. This is, this is what I am. As, as long as there has been a a cluster of worlds nestled in the branches and roots of the world tree. We have been there. And we will be You're there right. long I'm... after everything else is gone. You're right. I'm not interested. So, um... Called it. More <laughs> Okay. Um... I don't think... Yeah, so basically you guys are gonna can drink and shut the bars down if you like. Leodan gets me sloshed. Yes, ma'am. I shall earn the respects of the lads. <laughs> Good. All right. So Very you're getting Rowan nice and <laughs> nice and lit. There we go. Uh, anything else in particular looking to accomplish tonight, or everybody kind of links back up and then you know back to the ship? Or do you want to get rooms? Or do you want to get rooms yeah. on on, uh, on shore? 
I don't know if you want to delay uh, the Forge talk till tomorrow, Dan, but Tilly and oh, uh, oh, right, right, wanted right. to go to talk to the Forge, like the Blacksmith at the Forge, essentially. Right, absolutely, sure. Um, so who are you looking, like, are you looking for just any sort of smith? Are you looking for some... The, I- the idea was the kind of, like, wink-wink, nudge-nudge uh, while you we were away between Tilly and Cloak was to go and propose that we needed upgrades to our armor, and then the more they say that's, like, on a legal side, we kind of, like, yeah. You know, and then like maybe they'll be like, "Well, I need to know this one guy." So that was kind of the, <laughs> the hope. <laughs> so your so, so your goal here is to try and see if you trying can to get suss whoever out. it is to slip up. Yeah, on who might be able to help us with any tracks on adamantine like gear that might be forged there. So you're looking for you're you're basically trying to subtly. Uh, look for someone to work the adamantine or someone who has adamantine stuff for sale more like a i mean if to work it great once we have an idea of what we want out of it if we want to keep it but secondly to see if they have any connections anybody who might have had this shipment or an idea of the shipment you know what i'm saying got it got it so you're you're trying another tack to find who might have who might have been waiting for the shipment yeah, because okay. we don't, we don't, if Cloak and I are off, yeah. then we don't know anything about Landis or, uh, what okay. or what. Okay, so you spend, out. you spend the latter half of the day before the businesses all sort of, clo- and the craftspeople all close up. Um, so why don't you go ahead, all of, uh, and, and, you know, however you two want to do this, make me a charisma persuasion or investigation check. We can both roll it, because I have advantage, and then, uh, then it gives us three rolls out of it. Uh, okay. so I don't I'm have the best persuasion. If you want me to do the persuading. That was, that was so sad. It fell off my keyboard. Um, all right. Uh, 15. 15. Okay. Um, all right. So after going around and checking with different places, the first thing that you're going to come up with is nobody has anything adamantine off the bat. Like, you don't see anyone with it It displayed, you mention it, and several of the smiths are just like, oof, nope, can't help you. Um, some of them actually claim to have worked in adamantine before, um, but it is very difficult to get a hold of the, the raw metal, uh, and so a lot of times what will happen is someone will uncover either a relic or uh, something made of adamantine from a ruin or has it maybe as an heirloom and then might want it reforged or just use the metal to make something else. That's uh, probably the most common source of it is finding something that is already, you know, finding so, some implement of adamantine and then having it remade wherever you need it or want it. Um, much more rarely, you can come across a new source of it but that is very difficult to predict and extremely expensive. Um, 15. Um, They give you uh, a lead on a few merchants who in the past have been able to acquire adamantine of some stripe for them. So you have uh, a couple of names. Okay. As, like, we're done talking to people, I was like, well, do you want to go talk to the names that we got, or do you want to head back and kind of relate this information? Uh, judging by time of day, Dan, 
is it getting? Uh, at this point, it's, it people are closing up. Yeah, it's later, later in the day now. I don't, I don't know if they'd be open for us at the moment, but we can meet back up and at least let everybody know. Yeah, and um, I just want to sleep on the ship. I'm gonna roll perception because I'm being paranoid. Are people watching us? Uh, or are people like seem to be following us when we start walking back or anything like that? Okay, uh, go ahead and make a wisdom perception check. All right. Uh, 24. 24. Looks clear. Okay. I don't like uh, that. You, you, catch a, uh, you, you notice that you're catching a couple of looks every now and then, but that's mm-hmm. not out of the ordinary for you because you are very distinctive. Um, yeah. And it probably being as far north as you are, you think chances are good none of these people have ever seen a Nimheim gnome before. Um, now, when you get out onto the docks, when you're dealing with you know, actual traveling traders, they might have actually traveled to Nimheim to deal with your, your people. But um, yeah, most of most of the folk in inland, away from the river, that aren't travelers, there's almost no mm-hmm. chance they've seen it before. Okay. So you're, uh, you're drawing. I, I just look at Tilly and I kind of like whisper to her. I was like, just keep your eyes out. I don't see anyone following us, but just be careful. Because it could, it could be after us. Like, they'd be like, oh, the devil had a matter. And then they'd be like, oh, no. And then they might, like, try to rob her ship, too. I'm on to them. I mean, we are wanted. So, yes. Oh, but also, my I... stomach is growling larger or louder than anybody talking about us. And I, I smell pattern food. And I'm dying. So, oh. I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, uh, I'll, I'll walk you to the tavern and then I'm gonna head back over to the ship. Oh, great. Okay. Right. So you reconnect with the rest of the crew. Um, you, you do actually, as you're moving through the, the taverns, you see several of your actual crew from the, from the Sinful Princess carousing. You see several of them, uh, retiring up to rooms. Um, yeah, they're having a good old time spending some of their wages. Notably cheering, and you know, I said, hey, okay. Oh, yeah, they, uh, they, they, every single one of them toasts you as you come by. Uh, they seem quite happy so far with their, uh, their, their maiden voyage under your leadership. Uh, and I try to spot, uh, Reed and, and Rowan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can track them down, no problem. Uh, Riodan is boisterous. It seems like he's kind of running the show in this particular tavern at the moment. Um, and uh, it looks like he's just come off the tail end of a story or a song, and everybody's starting to settle back down, and he's uh, sort of returning to the table with Rowan. And uh, Landis is nearby, and Rowan has several empty cups in front of her and is probably decently drunk at this point. Here is our beloved captain. To toast us all. Something. Right? N- noting that Rhiannon has quite a few until he feels challenged to catch up to whatever is having place, too. Thanks. Alright, <laughs> the uh, the drinks start flowing. Alright, <laughs> uh, guys. Or, team, do you uh, want me to take well, you're all uh, in this mess. You want me to take some of these Cut gems and, and try to sell them off. We can get some cash. Gold. 
Okay. I can't tell what... Yes. Rowan, have you had enough drink that you're whispering? Speak louder. Oh, oh, great. <laughs> I was saying some amazing things. Uh, first off, she said that she wants three drinks to one-up Tilly. Oh, God. Uh, and when Bird bomb when died Landis in the said, bar. <laughs> when Landis asked about gems, she said, Oh, you're a gem, Landis. You're a gem. I and just don't think you're going to do that tomorrow, but I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I don't know anything to do with gems, so if, if you'd, you'd like. I do have some of that uh, goblin jewelry as well uh, in my lot. We need to add that to your, your listing stuff. Like, whispering okay. notably, so nobody like, be like, you have yeah. Goblin jewelry? Yeah, no. <laughs> no problem. I do. I do think Cloak was heading back to the ship, though, or to the boat. So, um, yeah, I Dan. I plan on staying here or not. Hmm? Uh, you already told us how much all this stuff was worth. Worth. So I don't imagine I need to like go through it in the city. But I do want to sell off all the. I will point out uh, that there uh, were gem. several uncut. There are several uncut right. gemstones. That if you I'm want gonna to hold on cut... to those. Right. Okay, so I can give you yeah. the total of those that you can deduct from okay. the, the trigger uh, in a second. Okay. And what has my favorite daughter been up to today? She's talking to oh. Tilly now. Mm -hmm. sort of getting too close to you. Oh, uh, I should ask you what you've been up to. Did you make oh, any friends? Been having a wonderful time with Leo Dan. Looks like we've, had some, we've had some drinks. Mm. I, th I think I think Rowan would notice at this time. Puff Puff is like by her legs because Cloak told Puff Puff to go with Rowan because she's super drunk. Oh, okay. Puff, yeah. Puff Puff is sort Puff of Puff's her rubber dog. Yep. Oh, Puff yep. Puff, okay. I love you so much. You're such a good girl. I love you I too, Rowan. I don't think I've been had this much alcohol in about. Uh, I don't know. At least a hundred years. Too long. I. I can't remember smelling this much alcohol on anyone other than Riodan or Tilly ever. <laughs> Tilly will lean to the barkeep and ask for his like rawest cut of meat. Did you say rawest <laughs> cut of meat? All right, sure. Yeah, because I'm sure if I was just like raw meat, he'd be like, what? But I'm like, a really, really rare, very rare, you know. All right, so you can get yourself uh, a, a joint that's basically been passed through a warm room and <laughs> slide it. It's got a sear on it, but it's still essentially raw Good. in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> get some blue meat, there. no problem. Oh, is that for Puff Puff? No, it's for you, because you might regret making so many friends in the evening. <laughs> oh, sure I, I that's have... for you, Ron. I, I, oh, you're such a good girl. Make your mother her, very uh, proud her, that she pinches her your doggy tongue. Her doggy tongue sort of lolls out as she grins, and you kind of ruffle her face and pinch her cheeks. And she just sort of looks over at Cloak and then back up to Rowan and wags her tail. And she pinches Tilly's cheeks as well. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Wait. 
did uh, look at it, Raiden? Did you guys uh, did did you meet many friends that had friendly things? Everyone is friend. Everyone here yeah. in this tavern is our friend, Tilly. But if you're talking about the Elementium, I've got a list. And I, like, hand a list over to Tilly. These are merchants and people in here, this whole place. But not just here, you know, in, like, the whole city. I mean. Wait. And can I, I would like to cross-check or cross-check that list with the names that we were told. At the uh, forge. Okay, so you're checking Ryoden's list against the one you were given. Is that right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. He got. So you got a list of three names. He got a half dozen. Um, two of your names are on his list. Oh, all right. And she's just gonna like keep note of that because I don't know if anybody's gonna quite remember. Has Landis shared what he learned yet, or no? Um, would Landis... So did any of the names that Riadan get match uh, the name that Landis got, which was or- Orphanos Kalazar? Yes, yes. The name Orphanos oh! Kalazar is on both lists. Oh, goodness! Like, okay, so... After I'm, uh, after I'm done with the um all the gems and, and jewelry and selling everything i'll come back and find them all completely wasted and i'll say how did everything um actually you know what let's talk about this tomorrow we should all go home well, we can talk <laughs> go to bed no we, we can all talk no, about no, our feelings you're all being very here. loud you're all being very loud and we should go home and get some sleep go back go to our rooms and and whatnot it's that is the worst idea you've had. How about this? I know. How about I this? I'm I will buy you a bottle to take back to your room. I like the part where you buy me a bottle. Okay. So then you have to go I back to your room. Sleep when you're already dead. Hey. Oh, yeah. You're dead, dead tired. That's right. You guys are so... Can I, like, roll persuasion to get people to go to bed? No, not really. <laughs> I feel like the the moment that Rowan started mentioning feelings and probably two or three cheek pinches in drunk or not, I'm just like, all right. And I try to like pick her up to like tote her, <laughs> to, like carry her to the ship. Let's go on. I mean, Bertie, to elaborate on that, to elaborate on that answer a little bit. Um, oh yeah, using charisma, charisma skills. That's really like you can't kind of get other PCs to do things for you, you could maybe use okay. that if you guys want to judge how persuasive an argument was in character or something like that. But it's okay. still ultimately the player's decision on where to go, what to do. That sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Even without the 23 strength, yeah. Rowan is already very um, light, so you could easily just sling her over your shoulder. She has hollow bird I bones, I yes. get at least just like... That ain't this cool. <laughs> like, you have fun. I'm glad you had a great time. No, but also, I want like to pick you. I want to pick you back. What was that? Read and shouting in my ear. I want to piggyback. back. Oh, all right. God. Put her down and bring her shield around the front. Hop, hop on, don't hop very high, no. <laughs> hop. 
Yep. All right. So yeah, Rowan hops up on Tilly's back, which is hilarious because of how short Tilly is being a dwarf. But uh, yeah, you can you can heft Rowan no problem. And so you're making your way back to the ship, or are you guys yeah. getting rooms on the on shore? No, I'd rather go back. To uh, the I've already gone back to the ship. Yep. No problem. Mm-hmm. Rita will get a room. And I am. I bought Rhea Dan, I went and bought Rhea Dan a bottle and paid for his room so that he will Paying for the bottles! <laughs> <laughs> you know we're probably going to find right. more people than just Rhea than in that room tomorrow, right? So all of well, you, as as he's not, uh, one, talking about this. <laughs> you all, one way or another, find your way to beds. <laughs> Passed out or I... fallen asleep. I sleep where the animantine. I keep fucking up the name, but uh, yeah, I sleep where the ore is. Okay. I, well, I mean, no, it's in your the ore is in your bag. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I sleep with my bag clutching it, and anyone who walks near it, like. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I think that uh, Landis. <laughs> Landis is so worried that Riadan is either going to like pop back out of his room when he leaves or invite someone up or something like that, that he is actually going to stay in the room with Riadan, like pretending to be Watching. partying it up with him until he passes out. You're like, Got yeah, it. I'm taking shots too. And he, I'm just like, you know, tossing the mic. <laughs> Throwing him over your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like pouring it back in the bottle because that's a waste. Riadan will remember the most legendary night that Landis and Riadan finally bonded together. He's got a ton of stories. I've seen a Gear Forge who drank. Okay, so. So I'd say probably Landis and Riodan are the last to leave the bar and head up to the room to have their epic night of bonding. Uh, and one of the last things you see down in the common room is the the sailor Riodan that you connected with, Aiden. She's down there sort of singing shanties and uh, looks like three sheets to the wind herself along with everybody else around her. But she is the, probably the last one of your crew down in the common room closing down the bar as you head up for the night. Good girl. All right. So uh, the next day, some of you awake with probably pounding, god-awful, tempestuous hangovers. Um, <laughs> others of you don't need to sleep, so you just tune up your Everwound Springs and you're fine. Um, Tilly, you awake with a little bit of a foul taste in your mouth, but otherwise you're good. Um, Cloak, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely morning. I wake up a little bit before dawn, and I start making mm-hmm. breakfast for the crew that stayed on the ship. Yep. Or the hungover people that are showing back up and it's just now. Yeah. Are you gonna give them like hangover cure food, like big greasy? <laughs> yeah, it's greasy slabs of bacon and eggs, and yep. Yep. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Doused in hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, okay. so uh, you can all sort of make your way back together. And Landis, have you mentioned to them what you discovered yet, or you just confirmed that the name you got was on both of their lists? I heard them both talking about it, which is one of the reasons right. I wanted to get them out of there. And so I have waited, though, to actually speak about it until they were sober the next day. Sober. Got it. Yeah, so you can all meet up the next morning, no problem. Yeah. <clears throat> I can just use restoration on a headache, on a hangover, can't I? 
Yeah. Yes, please. That's why I, I feel like we uh, Yes, yes, you can absolutely use lesser restoration on a hangover. Um, so that will uh, mechanical effect. Uh, hangover is the poisoned condition. Um, It's just a less fun poison than being drunk. Uh, And so, yes, you can use lesser restoration to to cure your worst symptoms. I'm curing mine. Yep. There you go. Do me, do me, please. Oh, me and Landis had the most crazy night after you guys left. I mean, this guy can party, let me tell you. It was was epic. Um, So, so crazy. The fun we had, Tilly, and the stories we told. Tilly not being the smartest of dwarves is looking at you like, "Tell me, blank." (laughs) 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 We can drink it, right? Why doesn't he want to hang out with me? (laughs) Does Landis not like me? (laughs) 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 It's okay. Tilly buys the legendary Landis story, just hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> oh, man. So tell me, Leotan, am I one of the lads yet? Absolutely. I mean, all, all of the sailors are going to hear about this night. I mean, I think some of them did, were there, probably. Did any of the sailors actually see me? Oh. oh, yeah. There were several of your crew either there or just kind of moving through as they were pub crawling. <laughs> essentially um so yeah why don't the two or one of you whoever wants to do it can make a charisma persuasion check with advantage to see if you can improve some of the crew's attitude toward rowan i will do that oh unless what is my persuasion i don't know if it's that good it's only a plus two just imagining so rio dan you can go ahead and make that check Sure. I feel like Rita would be the one who would be like stepping up with stories too, you know. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. That'll be a dirty 20. Nice. Okay. Uh so the next day, you see several of the the crew who were maybe a little more standoffish or just kind of kept to themselves, they actually greet Rowan um and one of them brings her a plate of breakfast. And kind of claps her oh. on the shoulder and then goes and sits down. Thank you, dear. How very kind of you. Welcome. Is this good? Is this a good thing? Do they like I me? told you I told you it would work. Oh yeah. All we have to do now is keep that up. Every night of the week. <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> oh well kind of puts out of me. Beauty is pain, Rowan my starts, dear. Rowan starts casting uh, protection from poison on herself <laughs> before they go drinking every night. Oh yeah, I'm a po- I'm a paladin. I can cure myself of hangovers by just spending you five can. HP. You can, yes. <laughs> oh, I have unlocked such a beautiful talent. Galaxy brain. Yep. The drunken okay. paladin. So uh, everyone has a wonderful, uh, hearty gut-filling hangover cure breakfast, uh, courtesy of Cloak. Um, uh, Cloak and Gudrun, uh, Cook's assistant, (laughs) Cook's mate. Um, (laughs) uh, Uh, All right, everyone, please. 
is uh, everybody feeling better now? Are we all good? We're tip top shape. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Great. We have two things to talk about. Let's do it. Nope. We're good right now. Just just please hold. Um, first, y'all need to learn to keep your mouth shut when you're out in public. Because when I came into Tilly the bar last night. Tilly leaves the table and goes to her cabin. <laughs> so you can't tell That's me fine. where I can and can't. You're, you're doing great at keeping money, but I, it's I can't. Listen, I can't, I can't do it. Like, you were telling, you were saying all of the things about us. Not you, Tilly. I, I don't even think you were that loud. I'm mostly talking to Rhea Dan and Rowan. We're talking a lot about ghosts and warlocks and uh, other Landis, things. I don't remember information. When you became my dad. I'm not your dad. I'm telling you, you're going to get us all Did killed. You me? Do you want to die? Because that's what's going to happen when people start, I don't know, chasing us down for this information. Second also thing, though, it's me. just a... Just a point. You were a lot more so, fun last night. I was. You're right. Uh, second, <laughs> I uh, I do know. Uh, second, I do know uh, that uh, you, Riadan, uh, got some information on a guy named uh, Orf Orfanos Kalazar, right? Right? That's right. I did that. Okay. Um... <laughs> Tilly, I heard you mention a similar name last night. Was it, in fact, Orfanos Calazar? Am I saying that right? Oh, I don't, I don't remember saying out loud. I definitely was past a sheet of paper where I think two names matched up when I wanted to tell you that, you know, if we were looking for particular merchants, two of them might have aligned, essentially. All right. Well, I have an interesting bit of information that I got from the Harbor Master, which was the person that expected that incoming ship that we found was actually none other than... Orfanos Kalazar. Dun dun dun. And Landis does the sound effect. Like he's he's very <laughs> proud of himself. He's like, I've uncovered a mystery. <laughs> well, I have also so gotten some information. Not about that, but about other things. Um, we could head up to the Black Fortress. Uh what now? There are lots of the the Black Fortress. It's a dwarven outpost, by the sounds of it. Uh, sounds terrible. Lots of, apparently very nice. I'm I'm with you. Name ominous. Uh, well, there's lots of Blood Kingdom refugees there, and people being driven driven out by ghouls and undead and all of that nasty business. Perhaps worth why, following Why? Or is that, why? Why is that relevant to us? Uh, there is a history with the Blood Kingdom. For some of us at least. Oh. Man, you guys really need I to suppose. catch me up on your backstories at some point, because I just really have no idea what was going on. <laughs> well, Chasing I, I, squirrels, I as far as you... I know. I would hope you would yeah, do the same. Mine. It's a very long story, Landis. I believe I told you it last <laughs> night. <laughs> uh, um, you know, oh, is that is that what those words were? Okay, sorry. I had a, tr a tough time making, it was, making sense it of was all that my, gibberish. Yeah, that was my diaries. <clears throat> okay. Well. <laughs> my diaries time. What can I say? Was. I was wasted. I, I, my I, memoirs, I, yeah. 
for my book yeah. deal, which will happen any day now. Yep. Yeah, I was just super drunk. I don't remember any of it. So you'll have to tell me again. Classic Landis. Ah, I know. <laughs> I wouldn't say. I, I knew you were joking so before about all that stuff about not saying much when I was drunk. <laughs> you old fool. <laughs> Classic Landis. <laughs> just, just joshing you, man. Just pulling your tail or leg or whatever it is that you've got. Yeah, so, one of those. What? 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 You were human once. You know what legs are. <laughs> oh, uh, you're right. Yes, I'm sorry. Pulling. I just couldn't remember the phrase. You know, I'm uh, not. Well, it's I'm been a while since I had, like, uh, bantery humor with humans. Um, I'm sorry Another to this uh, bro moment that you guys are having, because you're so legendary now. Um, such but, bro, uh, much legendary. Um, and as his reardon's collars start popping. Um, <laughs> um, but are we going to go talk to um, this individual and uh, try to... Get some fantasy, or what are going to do? I think that Kalazar is definitely our best bet. He's on all three lists. Um, he was expecting the ship. It didn't come in. So, uh, uh, seems like he's the guy. Okay. What do but I don't know him? how we want to approach it. <clears throat> I just know he was um, the majority the contract holder. Did, did the... We do have the laser, unless you left it with the uh, Arbor Master. Nope, I have okay. it. Tilly and I can go talk to him and be like, hey, we heard you have, like, blah, 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 and uh, the Animantine, um, uh, you possibly might have it, um, because we, we, we're talking, what? No, that's a bad idea to just be like, hey, do you have a head of Mantine? Um... <laughs> A little obvious. Right. <laughs> oh god. I mean, okay. we don't know uh, what Tilly... to say. Like, I doubt he'd be like, "Oh, great, thanks. Here's cash." You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tilly, maybe we should approach it like we did with the harbor master, which is just to say, "Hey, we found the ship and it was wrecked," and see what he says. We can split up, though. We don't all have to go. He doesn't have to. Like, maybe we pair off and then. If that approach doesn't work, someone else can go in with a different approach or more information. Or maybe we say we found the ship and we know that everything was taken and then someone can come in and be like, they did find a ship. I'm the one that took the adamantine. I don't know. Okay, uh, so while you're discussing this, uh, you're, you're in the ship. Are you in Tilly's cabin or are you just kind of in the common area or what? Uh, we're definitely in Tilly's cabin. Oh, in the cabin. All right, okay. so there is a uh, a knock on the door. <laughs> That's yes. always That's very open. ominous. Hey, eh? opens the door. All right, so you open it up, uh, and it's Kelleth, the first mate, and he kind of inclines his head and he says, "Captain, uh, there's a, a woman here asking for you." For me, but she said she has. She said, "Well, yeah, for the captain. Well, she she knew you by name, but yeah, uh, she says she has business." All right, looking back at everybody. What looking does she look like? A teleport. Hmm? 
What does this woman look like? Oh, uh, well, she's she's a dwarf. Um, uh, she's, she's wearing armor. Um, she looks to be, I don't know, maybe a mercenary, uh, perhaps uh, perhaps a house guard. She's uh, not wearing any, any. Finding out whether this is Paula or just another attractive female dwarf in armor. Just go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> 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 you added attractive. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> she, she needs to find out. She's got to check it. I don't know. Oh, okay, you're going to the right. Okay, uh, so you head up on deck. Uh, anybody else going with Tilly or just letting her handle it? Yeah, I need to I see think Paula can teleport. Paula can teleport right. right now. All right, so, so Tilly goes up. And everybody else, like, clusters around the stairs to look out and see what's happening. Uh, okay, I send Edwin deck. with her invisibly. Fine, no problem. You head up on deck, uh, and it looks like uh, this individual has not been invited to board the ship, so she's waiting down on the pier. Uh, you can see that there is uh, there's a dwarf woman with sort of light brown hair that is um, bound back into a short ponytail, and it's held with a little iron ring. Um, she has sort of swarthy skin with a few prominent scars on her face. Uh, she's wearing this sort of oiled brown leather armor, um, and she has a uh, battle axe hanging at one hip and a number of daggers sort of prominently stowed uh, various other places along her person. And she's just sort of waiting, um, kind of like, a, she's just sort of casually hanging out down there by the end of the gangplank. She's not like standing at attention or just slumming, leaning up against the crater or whatever. She's just kind of just chilling, waiting there. She uh, looks up when she hears and sees you approach the, the railing and just kind of waits patiently. Uh, hello! I heard you needed the captain of the Symphony Princess. I gotta lean and lean against the railing, like, hello. Okay. So she takes a step forward and looks up to you and says, Good morning, Captain. My name is Lara Slane. I represent... Orfanos Kalazar, my master would like to speak with you. All right. Uh, would you like to organize a time? Or is it an sure. immediate need? And I think that's where we'll go ahead and call it for the week and uh, pick it up next week. <laughs> I missed her tracking us, didn't I? <laughs> What's that? I missed her tracking us, didn't I? Ah. You rolled real well. You didn't see anybody. <laughs> yeah, you rolled real well too, I bet. Uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. Uh, a little bit of uh, quick bookkeeping just to keep in mind. Uh, Will slash Riodan, uh, I mentioned this to you through chat, but I want to throw it out there mm -hmm. for the, the people keeping mechanical track at home or viewers. Uh, Riodan gains inspiration for not only uh, his just sort of handling of the, the situations that you've run into, but also for just fully buying his own bullshit, and now he's buddies with Landis. That's, that's so vintage Riodan. <laughs> uh, and... I am also going to give inspiration to Rowan for doing some forward-looking uh, investigation and finding out about what's going on at the Black Fortress. Yay! Sweet. I'm going to mark it down on my sheet. Yes. So that's not for getting drunk. I mean that too. 
<laughs> that was a little bit of a tag team for uh, for you and Riodan for for salvaging some of your damaged reputation with the crew. Right uh, there we go. Good stuff. Hell Thanks yeah! All right, let's go around. <laughs> let's go around the cast and crew. Do we enjoy ourselves? What can we find you guys online, Dan? Great job tonight, as always. How was that game? That was great. I had a good time. Uh, lots of lots of interaction, role play involved here. A couple of couple of seeds being planted to see where they bear fruit down the line. Um, I had a great time. I'm glad we've uh, we've kind of moved forward into what might end up being some intrigue here amongst the dwarves. It was a good time. You guys did great. Uh, I always enjoy this crew very much. Uh, so, um, I have been Dan Dillon. I was your dungeon master for this evening. You can find me on Twitter at Dan underscore Dillon underscore one. Uh, I'm a game designer at Wizards of the Coast on the D&D team. Uh, and if I could do some, some shameless plugging at the moment, we just announced the, uh, ex the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount, uh, which is the next, uh, official Dungeons and Dragons book coming out in March. Uh, it's available for pre-order now on Amazon. Uh, and it is the official campaign guide for Wild Mount, which is the area of the current campaign of Critical Role, uh, lead, lead designed by Mr. Matthew Mercer. So that was a delight to work on. Hashtag Echo Knight. Hail yes. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. And McLoken. Same questions for you, my friend. Hi, I'm McLoken. You might recognize me from such films as uh, <laughs> Haste. Is it a gateway drug, or, or uh, uh, such films, or such films as um, How to Cure Your Hangover? Um, so uh, yeah, it was interesting today. Um, I spent the the first little bit summoning simply, uh, and so uh, and here she is. I'm so happy because I really wanted to do that scene. I cast haste on her and do the slow motion. I've been thinking about it all week, uh, and so. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I was texting Dan today, and I was like, I'm going to make Tilly like a crazy fucking fast dwarf uh, running around the battlefield now. So, because uh, I, I think her speed, goes, yeah, her speed goes up to 60, and she gets fucking a bunch of attacks now. So, yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm super excited uh, to see what this guy's about and how he's going to try to screw us out of uh, the finder's fee. Uh, so everything we own. Everything we own. You'll give me the sinful princess. Uh, but yeah, uh, you guys can find me. Uh, I'm on this show, obviously, Tuesdays at 7 uh, Central Time. Uh, I'm also on another show um, on Mondays. Uh, it's on twitch.tv slash the Onyx Path. It's a uh, Chronicles of Darkness campaign called Seattle by Streetlight. Uh, it's super fun. We had our episode last Monday, or just yesterday. Uh, so uh, it is a... I don't know what's going on. It's a mystery, and I can't wait to solve it. So, uh, and other than that, I'm currently uh, I'm going to be on a podcast in the future uh, called Dark Fortunes, uh, and it's a Humblewood campaign. Uh, it's uh, going to be pirate based, uh, and a little bit about my character is he's a uh, he's going to be a red stag uh, barbarian. So I'm excited to see where that guy's going to go. Um, but yeah, that's me. Great stuff. And Scarlet same questions for you. Uh, hi, I'm Scarlet Moth. I play Rowan. Um, 
I don't know if Rowan has actually ever been drunk before in her many, uh, many years. So I'm sure that will be fun and not a gateway drug for her or have any consequences whatsoever. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> it was nice of Rowan and Riordan to have to have some more bonding time. I don't feel like they've done that since they were back in the show back in season two. So yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at that Scarlet Moth. Uh, I don't know if I have anything specific to announce. I'm hopefully going to start um, doing some more streaming soon with regards to actual art and cosplay because I'm uh, making some things there and starting on a big new uh, cosplay project as well as I'll be starting on a, an even bigger cosplay project when I start back up for my uh, university this year. So keep an eye on that. Uh, I've got some games coming up soon but sort of delays because of the Australian bushfires. Again, donate if you can. All that jazz. Um, drink water. <laughs> Stay hydrated. <laughs> hydrate up, kids. Great stuff. And Birdie. Hi, everybody. I'm Birdie, aka the Birdie Source. Um, I uh, first, if you want to um, help, give a little money to um, the fire efforts, and you like. AEW Wrestling, uh, you can go get uh, a Cody shirt right now, a retro Cody shirt, and all the proceeds go to the firefighters out there, which I think is pretty cool. So uh, that's my little plug. But I thought this episode was really cool. I like how we went from, like, uh, Rhea Dan and Landis in a room and having literally nothing to say to each other, and now we're best friends. Uh, I think Landis, though, is a little bit offended that Rhea Dan did not assume they slept together. Because he assumes he sleeps with everyone. <laughs> he hasn't so said anything like Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> so he's feeling a little, a little, uh, you know, back and forth on that. Um, but it was yeah. a super fun episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks everyone for always, always making this so fun. Um, uh, right now on Thursday nights, I'm over on Off the Table playing Monster Hearts Two, and then I also have a, a Ravenloft campaign coming up next month i think which i'm very excited about so Yay. stay tuned Ooh. love raven love awesome stuff. fantastic and simply i am simply jxn simply underscore jxn on twitch uh simply jxn no underscore on twitter if you guys want to find me over there i'm not i'm usually on the ball with time not today though um, but okay. happy to be here. Thank you guys for some, like, McLuhan had to go, my phone's been on silent. McLuhan had to go in, like, my boyfriend's stream and be like, where is she? And he, like, came running up the stairs and he was like, where are you? And I was like, ah! So, here we are. Um, and <laughs> I, um, I'm glad he did because this was a really fun, uh, RP session today because, like, I, I don't want there to be dissonance between characters, but I do think that Tilly is offended that you wouldn't drink with her and then you also told her not to get drunk and talk. So, we're going to talk about that, probably. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> uh, this Thursday, I'm a part, I'm, I'm on a, a Humblewood-themed D&D campaign uh, at... 4 p.m. Uh, PST over on Runaway Robots channel. If you guys ever want to check that out, I'll play Lucky, uh, a ranger, a little uh, mini wannabe cloak. Um, and then yeah, uh, on the Sunday, I have a one-shot charity show over on Smashley's channel featuring Glam, Shatterskull, Smashley, and Impious uh, as the GM, and we're raising money for uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. 
Uh, nice. If you guys want to come and do that, it's going to be in uh, Blades in the Dark, which I've never played before, so it'll be super Ooh, fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I have to say. Thanks for having me here, even though I was like, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, we love you. We love you. <laughs> Oh man, uh, well, as myself, uh, if you haven't followed the channel here yet, follow Cobalt Press on Twitch, YouTube, um, Twitter, of course, if you want to keep up on all the socials of all the stuff that Cobalt Press is doing. It's a ton of stuff, so check it out over there. Uh, if you want to follow what I'm up to, you can follow at EncounterRP, where all of the other D&D stuff I do on the internet is held. This season, I'm going to be running Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition, actually, so uh, check that out. That's going to be Freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, in camera play, got a lot of really cool stuff coming up this season, actually. Uh, so go check those guys out. It's not just me. There's just a ton of cast doing cool stuff over there. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, you can follow me on my personal Twitter if you wanted as well, but I don't recommend that. I didn't bother tweeting anymore so much. I'm just tired. Tired is what I am, all right? It's a Tuesday night. It's been a long week already. Uh, but this game has made it a whole lot better, as has the company of you guys there in Twitch chat. If you want to keep up to date with what we're doing in Cobra Press, next Sunday is when we're here, this Sunday rather, at 8 o'clock Eastern for the last day. I'd have a fantastic crew playing in the world of Midgard. If you haven't checked those guys out yet, you're missing out on some quality 5e action. Uh, the crafting moves to DM Overland is absolutely fantastic. So if you like the World Tree Burns, you're bound to like the last day. But... We have been here for a couple of hours, and we've had a great time. Thank you for joining us tonight. And until next time, see you guys later. Bye! Goodbye, everybody.